Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Geek vs. Retrospective feed. This is one of our four feeds. We have this one, of course, that you're listening to. Uh, we have the Geek vs. Podcast feed, which is the main feed that has everything on. So if you like that, just head over there because all the feeds separately. Sometimes you get bonus episodes there, but everything goes to Geek vs. Podcast, and it's a great time over there. Uh, the Geek vs. News feed and the Geek vs. Review feed. Now, what makes this different? Because people sometimes might go, well, you have the retrospective, or sorry, you have the review feed why do you have the retrospective feed the review feed is for let's say a movie is coming out this friday we review it for the first time you know reactions how this has to do with maybe sequels box office stuff like that retrospectives are reviewing movies in the past that we have not reviewed on the podcast or a franchise or video game looking at it and going okay how do we feel about the movie how do we feel about the movie the first time we saw it or the video game we played it and how has the success been? What has it done to the pop culture? What did it do financially? What did it do as far as the future of that franchise? Did it kill it? Was it the end? Was that in the middle of one? We also do a bunch of trivia. So that's the difference between review and retrospective reviews. Again, that fresh reaction. What do we think about this TV show, video game, movie? 
retrospective is kind of having some time and going back and looking at the stuff. And we've done so many good ones, and you're going to find them all on this feed because there's retrospectives we did years ago. Like we did the Dark Knight trilogy the very first year, and because the podcast feed, it gets pushed so back you can't find it. And instead of putting it behind the paywall, we thought, well, just like the other ones, let's create its own feed. So this will be a combination of old ones we've done in the past, or if we do a retrospective on the main feed, you can get over here because, as we said, there's some people that just listen to news, listen to this. So you have that option. So we'd like you to subscribe to all feeds or whatever one you'd like. But if you like them all, we'd really suggest you head over to Patreon because Patreon, you can get them all ad-free and sometimes early there. One feed. So if you like everything we do there, it's all just in this nice tight little bow. You can also get episodes exclusive that will never see the naked eye to anybody else. And there's commentary tracks some good after nines that we did a long time ago. You know, hopefully you don't hear any knocking. That's my that's my daughter being like, I want more popcorn twist. You know, popcorn twist. Pretty good. eh? Uh, so. If you can't support us on Patreon, that's completely fine. We recommend it because that helps us grow the show, but you also get a bunch of benefits as well, more than I just mentioned over there. But if you would like to support us, please subscribe to this feed and any other Geek First feeds you like listening to and leave us a five-star written review, specifically on Apple Podcasts. The written reviews are the ones that pop. They show it to other people. They spread the podcast. They make it grow. I don't know. Algorithms are a funny thing. So <laughs> as always, there will be ads on there. There should be some ad warning. Sometimes with the early episodes, there may not be, but we'll try to figure that out. And then also there will be sometimes some older gear being used. So you might listen to this, be, oh, hey, why is it a little bit different? What is there problems? No, there's just you can hear through the years. Sometimes six years ago when we just had one mic in Dylan's basement, we worked with what we got, but the episodes are tons of fun. So they're worth releasing, worth giving a shot. So I thank you very much for listening to this. And I hope you enjoy whatever you're about to listen to on the Geek First Retrospective feed. Are we ready to do this? This is a big one, guys. This is a milestone. Well, what, what is this again? Hey, I got Cabin a funny story about that, actually. Travis called Hang on. Out. Tell it online. Oh, we're not live right now? No. Did you catch an intro? Oh shit! I thought we were recording though. We are. Oh, we gotta just we just we don't just start our podcast randomly with us talking and then just going in the review. We the reason I hit record is because we have a post credit scene, yeah. so I try to you know straggle some. That's why I actually think whatever the story is could be a good post credit scene conversation. I was gonna use the bionicle conversation for the post credit, but there I'll can put, be, like, there, I'll likely put the whole thing. There has been two post credit scenes before. I've done it. Two. Yeah, yeah. Right. I pulled an Avengers. And what transitions do you have? For they those? just fade to black and then they go to the thing. Fade to black. Yeah. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Marvel Retrospective. I'm the phone peaker, Travis Snell. And you'll know that if you listen to our post credits scenes. I am the time bomb, Taylor Field. For some reason, I thought you were going to say Tyler. Taylor. I am the first name. My first name is Agent Bill Musk. I got what you're going. Ladies and gentlemen. I didn't say it very well. I'm sick. Okay. Anyway, go I'm on. sick and tired of you being so damn sick and tired. Uh, so this is a big one. This is probably our first milestone for the Marvel retrospective because I'd say it's like this Avengers two, and then when we get to Infinity War, those are the big ones. But for this retrospective, this is the biggest episode I think because it's mm. the Avengers. This was the movie that people for the years thought could never happen. The before. best superhero movie of all time, <laughs> according to the Steel Case. It's uh, not Steel Case. Chulk holographic from case. Fandango. Fandango, I don't know about that. But, um, so before we get into our review, Taylorfield, you have a story about this movie. But first, welcome to the retrospective. We are reviewing every MCU movie up until Ant-Man because we've done the others, so you can check those out. And they're really fresh. So you If know. you're wondering, Ant-Man 
Are they gonna do an MN or is that when they stall? We actually <laughs> did out, do no, an no, M- find out. Oh, right. Well, we did do an MN review, but I don't think it was a standalone episode, so it might be hard to find. You can't find that episode anymore. After there's something that happened, so you're gonna find it eventually. We're gonna repost it. It's a long thing. Trust me. Trust me. When this is the first time hearing this. When we switch, like, when we switch over from lips in the SoundCloud, ah, we lost yes. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But okay. you still have it. So I do still have it. But we are reviewing every. Hopefully. It's a nice look back. It's a retrospective, if you would call it, of all the MC movies to get us here to Infinity War. Infinity War is mere months away. Mere, it's less than a hundred days away, which is fucking nuts at the time this recording. That's crazy. I feel like you say that, and that still feels like that could be a decent amount of time. It's ninety nine days away. No, it's less than ninety four days. That's all I know. So we are going to be talking about the Avengers, the thing that really brought it all home and made... What about Taylor's story? Is that still happening? Yeah, and then... (laughs) I don't actually know. Tell your story. I kind of got lost with the intro. It's a long intro. So legit, I was was so primed for this cast because it's Avengers. I mean, this is a great movie. And it was, it was... The way you said that actually makes it sound like you've ever seen the movie. (laughs) It's Avengers. It's great. It's the movie. It's the movie. Of a millennia. I actually, I've watched it it. so many times. I did just watch it before. Uh, before coming, what? Before we started this podcast like Geek first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the fun fact was like I knew that we were, it was coming up. Travis was talking about all the time and then finally... I am? I don't feel like I'm all the time talking about Avengers. It's coming up, guys. I feel like I talk about, about more other stuff. You have mentioned about it a couple more times. Other stuff. Okay. But I never let it go. It always stuck with me really, really hard. So Stuck with... <laughs> <laughs> you can't not be doing this on purpose. Man. Like, what is up? So, finally, um, you would love the strip club. I don't know. Side combo. All fast, but. Hey, if you want to add podcast us from a strip club, let us know. So finally, the time came where I can't remember the exact conversation, but Travis is like, "Yeah, Marvel Retro." Yeah, a few days ago, Travis is like, "You know the story, okay?" Um, Travis is like, no, I don't actually. But you knew when the conversation took place. Okay, that was a fair assumption to make. (laughs) (laughs) If you remember the conversation, it was probably somewhat (laughs) recent. I know the conversation, but if you were literally just telling that story on the cast, I don't know. (laughs) That is not an eventful story whatsoever, and I know that's what's going to be happening now. I also promise that we will eventually talk about the movie. No, this is But not yet. Yeah. So. Eventually, yeah, we had this conversation with Travis a couple days ago, and... A few days ago. A few days ago, and he's like, uh, yeah, so my retrospective, and I'm like, yeah, and he's like, do you know what, what movie it is? I'm like, yeah, it's Avengers, and he's like, you look that up. I'm thinking, no, I did not. I knew what movie we I were did doing. not look it up. <laughs> but he was so convinced. You know, it didn't really pursue further than that, but... Oh, I mean, really? <laughs> oh, man! Like, <laughs> I was really hoping for more than that, to be honest. I proved my point that I, I knew it, and I guess... It Can you make up choice. something to make the story go further? <laughs> you know, I was driving, and when I was trying to Get respond... a hooker! <laughs> I was trying to respond to my text, and just thought that Travis was actually in front of me, jaywalking. Oh. And I had to jam my brakes. And he slashed my tires. Oh, while the car was moving. <laughs> that would be cool. That's like the Mandarin, you know, he kind of does that. <laughs> well, you know, ladies and gentlemen, that's why they say two's a party, three's a crowd. Uh, so we're going to talk about that. <laughs> that's why they say it. <laughs> From the great time, I know. Who's not in this movie? But let's finally talk about it. The Avengers. Taylor, Phil, let's start with you first because sometimes you say these, you watch these movies right before. I don't believe you. I don't so believe let's it. let Dylan and me take the vaccine. You go first. Talk about The Avengers. What do you think about where it came, when it came, where it came out, when it came out, and what do you think about it now in uh, retrospective? To be honest, water. It totally makes me uh, appreciate 
like the Thor, uh, the Thor whole aspect a little bit more. I mean, <laughs> I definitely feel such like, a random angle. <laughs> you already appreciate Thor. It's yeah. like if you didn't like those movies, then you're like, I really. I actually know where you're going with this. I think. Well, but, I think he gets it. But okay. go on. Okay. See, it definitely puts on like some new light on the like Thor and Loki and their relationship. But I definitely think that out of all the movies, this is the movie that. Loki makes my pants scare off, basically. Like, it's okay. not in that way, but like, that's, like, that's ooh, why, but you're wearing shorts. Hello, ladies. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm going to scare your pants off. I think Tom Middleton is really good. I'm but, slashing uh, your tires. <laughs> no, no this, this movie legit was just all the angles it took. I think from start to finish, it just transitioned flawlessly between the heroes, and I definitely like how it, uh, Made Hawkeye a little bit uh, of a bad dude. That was kind of cool. Um, but I think, uh, like, Loki just in general, I really loved how, in comparison to all these movies, especially after seeing the new Thor, it just really made me appreciate his character so much more. And the Hulk, too. I mean, it was cool to see the Hulk because this is the first time since Incredible Hulk that it's Mark Ruffalo. And, it's the first time uh, since Thor? Oh, I see what you're saying. <laughs> um... I, I totally feel like this is definitely a movie. I mean, it was definitely a movie I wanted to get. <laughs> this is definitely a movie. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Marvel Rogers. Your feelings are justified. Right? <laughs> they are. Yeah, it is classified the best superhero movie of all it time. It is. I mean, I legit, I didn't buy the movie day one when I first went to DVD. Oh, what? Wow. I, I wanted to get this, but I didn't have $50. What is this for the listeners? This, <laughs> this is the... the dildo <laughs> shaped as the whole tan. This is the what? 3D... Blu-ray 3D, Blu-ray, DVD, digital copy, and music edition. And Taylor thought he was so hot shit when he brought it up here, and I upped him when I said I have a case that fucking lights up with all of them on there. And like, oh, so yeah, I, I completely. I don't have there. one at all. So yeah, yeah well, I watch it on Netflix yeah. or whatever. I definitely do watch it on my iPhone a lot. It's actually pretty good, and it comes with a second screen experience. I should try that. What does that mean exactly? I think you can play Robert around. Downey oh, <laughs> play around Robert Downey Jr. He wow. comes down and talks to you. Second screen experience. Mm -hmm. It'll blow away your Best senses. Best Marvel movie it'll yet. Blow, it'll scare your pants off. Do you have anything else to say to the film? Um, I definitely, I, I can't wait to get to Age of Ultron, uh, to get to that point, but <laughs> I just like this movie. I, I, yeah, that's, <laughs> I feel like something you'd say at the end of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> He's not even going to talk about Avengers. That's it for him. He's going to sit here and listen. Hawkeye. I, I, I put this movie way up there. I think out of, like, rankings of movies. Like, like, don't, don't, don't rank it. Remember, I'm ranking special at the end of this. No, I'm, I'm not ranking out of the Marvel movies. I'm just saying, like, out of movies in general. General. In I general. feel like that kind of spoils it if it's like one of your top movies all the time. I feel like in superhero movies. Not for no, Taylor, though. But you, yeah, don't know where, you don't know where it is in Suicide Squad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Suicide Squad is a big question mark. I really want to see where Suicide Squad ranks with these movies. 10 out of 10. Suicide Squad. Hunga <laughs> Slipknot, great character. Um, I guess it's my turn to go. Sure. Avengers. Uh, yeah, this is a movie, actually, of all of these movies that we're watching back again. Some of them I haven't seen. Some of them I've seen once or twice, but this one I've seen the most in that it's... Like, most of it is familiar to me. I kind of know which scenes are coming up next. And it, it definitely holds up after all these years. I remember loving it when I first saw it, even though I hadn't seen... I Well, okay, so Thor 2 is before... After. No, it's after. Right. The only sequel before this is Iron Man 2. The rest were all just right. one movie. So Thor 1, then, at the time, I... 
I can't remember if I would have seen it then. I definitely didn't see Hulk, mm-hmm. although it's a different person. Yeah. But I, I saw Iron Man 1, 2, and, and Cap. So it, it's a different experience watching it now, especially after watching all those other movies uh, with a fresh perspective. Like, example, Thor, like that, that main scientist guy in this movie who uh, Loki... Uh, Eric Selvig. Yeah, Selvig as he mind controls him. Like, I... Back in the day, I, I didn't remember who that guy was. Or yeah. I had no recollection of him. So now I actually know who that character is and have seen his story, even if I don't like it a whole lot. Because years passed from the making of these movies, but really in the movie world, they do pick up like right after each other pretty much. Like, yeah, it goes true. from Thor to this like quickly. Mm-hmm. You know? There's not like a big gap where it's like, oh, where did Silver go? You know? Yeah, it, it really, yeah, it really seems to fit timeline wise, especially when I mean, obviously they're still like astounded by Thor entering this world and stuff too. Uh, and it, yeah, it all works. I think so. Yeah, on a rewatch, like I really, there's a lot of like really, really like great scenes throughout this movie. Like there's a lot of uh, awesome moments. I think on a rewatch, uh, rewatching it yesterday, one character that I actually wasn't a big fan of was Black Widow. Honestly, I, I, there's a few fever scenes that I'll, I'll bring up later that uh, just wasn't super into it. But other than that, every other character. One thing I forgot f- forgot about is Iron Man and Bruce Banner and their bromance. I should have probably said Tony and Bruce or the other way around, but yeah, I, I forgot about uh, their, I guess, buddy moments, and I really enjoy those. I think those are some of the most fun things to see on screen, and yeah, like, I, I, I also forgot how good the pacing is. Like, there's a lot that happens in this movie, and it feels like a really long movie, but it never feels like it's dragging on either. All the action scenes are, are a lot of fun, and yeah, phenomenal movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like, this one for me... I think there's a class of superhero movies, and you know, it's the best of all time according to that reviewer, but I would put this up there with Dark Knight, with Logan, with Guardians, with Spider-Man 2, X2, Days of Future Past, people can argue, and then maybe, for me, Civil War. This is in that class where if someone says, hey, that's the best superhero movie of all time, I can't say you're wrong. We can have a fun debate, so I like this better, this better. If you say some other movies, I could, as a you know, a fanboy in a fun way, shoot you down and be like, this is wrong with that movie. And that is definitely the greatest superhero. Yeah, see, and I could shoot lots of holes in that. Where if someone feels, hey, I feel Avengers is the greatest superhero movie of all time, I can't say you're wrong. I can say, hey, I have a different preference. I can't say you're wrong. Same thing as Dark Knight, same thing as Logan. Those three in particular, those are the three to me that really stand out. As far as, even though this is my, not even my favorite MCU film, and I'm spoiling my rankings, but if you listen to this cast, you know what it is. But this is still a top echelon comic movie. I think this is, funny enough, it was the thing of, and I will be excited to talk about Ultron because it had that feeling of it was so great, but also like, is this the peak of it? You know, and I feel like it's not because for me, like I said, Guardians yeah. came out and then Civil War, Avengers 2 maybe, yeah, but it did, it was so good. It just felt like one of those movies like, they're never going to be able to top this. You know, Kevin Feige's a great guy. He managed to find a way. But Kevin Spitty Feige. I remember walking out of the theater my second time, because here's a little swear I can tell some people that kids you shouldn't do, but I was a desperate fanboy and I had to. So three days before the movie came out, a copy of it came out online and I watched it at home. I've hated myself ever since then because I've watched it for the first time on my 55-inch set of the theater, but I just needed to know so badly if it was going to be a good movie. Because at that yeah. time... Everybody, we've talked about this a few times, but this was the biggest one. Yeah, Thor, this god, oh, will that work? Oh, Robert Downey is Iron Man, that won't work. This is the first time you have multiple, not just two, not just like, oh, we're putting fucking Stone and Schwarzenegger's characters. You have multiple characters, not only the main characters, just side characters, like Selvig, like Nick Fury, like Black Widow, 
all coming together in one movie where you're expecting the audience to follow along, understand these storylines, and potentially watch all the other movies and not feel lost. And that's the thing I, I hate that people discredit the Avengers, <coughs> and I think that it's gone away, but after the Avengers, everyone gets this way. Like, Dark Knight got it. Logan's going to get it. I still feel Force Awakens get it where everyone loves it. And it's like, oh, well, it's not that good. Avengers got that a lot. I'm mean, going to shoot that down a lot in this. But this movie did the unthinkable. Before this movie, no one tried it because it. you looked on paper and went, that won't work. You know, we can't make that happen on a big screen in two hours. You know, to get all these things together, to train them to stay for the post-grad scenes. Like, it is such an accomplishment in this movie that not even that they did it. They did it, but it's good We've seen it earlier, sorry, just less than a year ago with Justice League. They did it, but it's nothing. Yeah. If Avengers was Justice League, it still would have had a hype moment of, oh, we're seeing all these characters together, but it would have been like, oh, but they tried. You know, it did, you know, it was cool, but they tried. Avengers is that they knocked it out of the park, they ran to where the ball went, they knocked it again, they hit it, and then they ran back to home plate and got a second home run. Like, they did everything perfectly in this movie. And yeah, there's little things I would maybe fix, but nothing that I would take it down a notch. Like, that's a big score, that's a big thing. Like, all the characters work, which is funny. This time when I watched it, like, in a review mode, I actually liked some of the Black Widow scenes better, so I'm excited to talk about that with there. Iron Man always delivers. I actually like, I think this is Ruffles' best performance as the Hulk, because I think they kind of make him a little... Ragnarok, that's the way they want to go, but he's, he's a little more comedic at times. And yeah. I think in this one, he is a bit more serious. He comes off as a scientist more. I like this version the best. I think Thor is great. I think Cap is great as... This is the perfect example of he is that kind of goody-two-shoes, good old boy hero, but he gets you behind him. I think this one, he's still a little overly, like, you know, like, oh, you can't do that. That's against the law. Like, I think there's sometimes where he's a little cheesy, mm -hmm. but Chris Evans makes it work. He is fantastic at it. Hawkeye... We'll talk about him. I don't think it was right to make him a bad guy. I don't think it's a great introduction for him. I think that's a big reason why people don't care about his character that much. I think they're starting to, but I think like it's tough to recover from that. You know, it's like first impressions mean everything, right? And I don't count the Thor, him in the fucking nest with an arrow as a big first show. impression. This was his big movie. That didn't really work. Loki is outstanding. I can't even say he steals it because everyone's so good, but I think he kind of does in a way, and I think that's why people fell in love with him. And I think the standout overall is Hulk. I remember everyone just, a lot of people saying, oh, another Hulk movie, that shouldn't work. I remember Hulk coming out of that was everybody was talking about Hulk because they used, not Banner, the Hulk perfectly in this movie as far as the scenes when he turns into Hulk, what he does, it's phenomenal. I think this movie is, a, like I said, it's a it's a fantastic movie. It's, it is the superhero genre in a nutshell. You know, it's mm -hmm. one of those, if you have to pick the five essential superhero movies to show somebody, yeah, maybe you would show them it because they'd have to watch those other ones. But once you get there, it's great. It's true. Yeah, and I, and I think there's I think there's some good stakes in it too. There's some very yes, it's very comedic, but it's very serious at times. You know, like sorry, but when Coulson yeah. dies, big spoiler. But when Coulson dies, it's a serious moment. Yes, there's some humor put in there, but there's some very serious moments, and I I like that with the yeah, stakes as well uh, because this is the first time where uh, yeah, I guess in Thor there was like a villain who had a pretty <clears throat> serious oh put on like the world but yeah. obviously this is huge it really changes the landscape of like the world that these movies takes place in different universes yeah, and what like civilians and stuff are expecting or what yeah you know, what exists and what's possible yeah and it really yeah it really jumps up like 10 levels in that regard in, in just one movie so and it feels like that like that end battle scene is like yes it's lots of fun it's visually cool but it does feel like okay we've upped our game you know like sorry you can take a bunch of shots of me but that's why for me with Man of Steel, I could never love it because it was like, 
we're starting the first movie off of that, and there's this machine trying to destroy, like, the city and the world, pretty much. Mm -hmm. You know, like, you gotta build up to that. And that's why I like the movies that are smaller cases, but things like the Avengers should be those big things, like yes. Ultron, like Infinity War. You know, that's why Civil War is just a movie about friends fighting, and it gets worse and worse and worse, you know? Not at one point is Baron Zemo around, like, I got a bomb, too. It's like, eh, that doesn't help. Like, but in this movie, it needed it. You needed a reason for all these people to come together to yeah. feel like it was a, a life-altering thing. And it is. For the mm -hmm. characters, for the civilians, they know that there's fucking aliens down. You know, there's a, all this stuff. There's a team. Captain yeah. America's back. Like, it's a it's a milestone moment for, like, the universe, actual, like, actuality. Yes. I don't know where that word was going. Actuality is a word. Yeah, but I wasn't saying that at first. I was like, actual whole, but... Um, actual whole. Yeah, so that's my overall, but, yeah. Cool. Talk about it. Yeah. Let's just start with her. Black Widow, I want to start. Just sure. because I want to pick out... Because... Yeah. We... So, yeah, I, I guess... I, I do really like uh, some of her, her scenes. And I have, like, watching this movie up until, like, this time I was watching it. I, I still enjoyed them. But, like, that, that scene when she's talking with uh, Bruce in that, like, cabin, wherever he is hiding out. Yeah. Uh, I've always loved that scene. I think it's a lot of fun. And... You know, just the dynamic of, and, and like the jokes, how, you know, are you here alone? Oh, don't worry, it's just it's just us. I, I, I trust you and all. And then mm -hmm. turns out that it, it isn't the case. And I, I love their conversation. And I, her interrogation scene with that other, like, Russian dude is, is pretty funny. How, and it's well written how she, like, spins it on. And then she yeah. does the same thing to Loki later. I think for me, I was just like, when I was watching it yesterday... I, I really just felt like it was Scarlett Johansson, like, acting, as opposed to, like, me just being totally invested in, like, seeing it as a okay, character. Okay, yeah. So that was the only thing for me. I just felt like some of her reactions were maybe maybe a bit over the top or something, like, just that maybe a bit exaggerated. And so it kind of it kind of took me out of it, but I still I still really like the scenes and what they were going for and the intention and, and the writing of it. I just, I guess I wasn't a huge fan of the acting, mm. uh, watching it again. Because, yeah. I mean, this is this one is interesting for me because this is the Marvel movie I've seen the most, right? So it is the most familiar for me. And so watching these scenes again, I know, you know, what they're going to, like, I guess where they're going with it. So I'm just kind of looking at it, uh, I guess, with a more critical eye now because I feel like I have quite a bit of experience with it. Yeah. I, I For me, I would agree with you until the point where I think where she turns it around for me and it's where I do feel like she's doing some really great acting is it's the moment after Banner turns into the Hulk. And then later on, they're, like, going through the ship, and you see her, like, really breaking down and whatnot, and, like, she's scared. And then the second she hears Fury's voice, she kind of, like, snaps out, and, like, oh, I'll go get far. And, like, that, for me, is some moments where it shows she's really acting. I think the characters used well. That scene in the interrogation with the Russian guys, that's what the Black Widow movie needs to be. Yeah. Like, obviously, months ago, they said it's happening. So if it is actually happening, that's what I want the movie to be, is spy espionage, and, like, in that sort of sense of... She is always thinking a step ahead of people, right? And just these, we never really find out what this Russian mission is. She's after some weapons, but mm -hmm. easily in a movie, you could spread that out. And I like that. I love the interrogation scene because, yeah, Loki kind of gets to make look a little dumb, but that's, I think those moments did a good job of compensating for her not getting her own movie. Because I think if you take those moments out, I think that's why Hawkeye suffers in this movie. Yeah. Other than some cool action moments, he doesn't really get to shine where she gets to shine in. Both interrogation scenes, and I think the thing with Banner, I think the Banner one's more Banner stage yeah. to introduce him. Well, she just uh, has a more substantial presence than she did in Iron Man oh, 2. Yeah, yeah. In Iron Man 2. Much more. And she's actually doing stuff, though, where it's vital to the team. <coughs> Iron Man 2, okay, she helps him out a bit, but this was like, 
okay, mm -hmm. the Russian thing, whatever, but the Loki thing, that's a big thing. Yeah. She's fighting. I mean, they, they do a good job of, of showing how powerful she is, even though she doesn't have god-like powers like yeah. Thor, or she doesn't have this, you know, crazy suit, or she doesn't have this crazy powers like the Hulk does, but she is instead just very cunning, and she obviously is. Yeah, her, her fight scenes as well, like, she definitely kicks ass. Yeah, and I think... It's good, too. You get to see, like, the few little, even though fans didn't really love it, but you mm. see the few little bearings of uh, her and Bruce being a thing, right? When you yes, think about, they introduced that. Yeah, before they get, like, really romantically linked, like, her going to find him, him becoming the Hulk chasing her, maybe that's something that was planned, maybe it's something that looked like, oh, we could do that. I don't know if it was needed, and we'll save that for Ultron, but I think it's, in retrospect, it's a good little setup for that because it shows they have more of a connection. It shows they have some chemistry. Yeah, like they all. He obviously trusts her to some capacity after that scene. He goes with her. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. yeah. How do you feel about Black Widow, Taylor? Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you're enjoying this episode of the Geek First Podcast. Uh, we are about to throw to some ads right now. Usually in the episodes now, we throw to them live, but every once in a while, whether we're doing after nines or some other stuff that's not pre-recorded, might not have them in there, but we still want to throw them to you because, or throw them to you because sometimes they can be a little loud. They can be kind of quick cut in there, and that's because we don't pick the ads. We don't choose the volume of the ads, unfortunately, but these things do help us quite a bit. They help us buy new gear. So, you know, when we talk about, oh, this is broken, this is broken, this helps us along with Patreon. So big thank you to everyone that listens to these or supports us on Patreon. If you want the ad-free version, you can go over to Patreon and get that. But I'm going to throw some ads because these help kind of keep the lights on, that whole cliche and everything like that. So you're going to get an ad break, and then you're going to be right back to the episode. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
<clears throat> I think, you know, having after having our introduction to Iron Man 2, I think it was pretty awesome to see your story continue in this, and I think she was a good asset to the team. I definitely kind of agree with some of the stuff you were saying about uh, how, how she was as a character. It just felt more like she was acting and not really being uh, mm -hmm. Black Widow, I'd say. Um, some of her lines kind of didn't really uh, do it for me, like when Tony Stark's <laughs> flying in and he's got... Uh, the big Jatari uh, behind him. He's like, I'm bringing the party to you. And she's like, I don't see how that's a party. I don't know. Just I like her delivery like in that. Oh, it, yeah. That seems like something that uh, Barton would say, in my opinion. Hmm. Like, I feel like he was the one of the two of them to be better at the quips. Kind of like when she's like, uh, this is like Budapest or whatever. And he's like, you, remember, you and I remember Budapest <laughs> like very differently. And I think, I think that was a very funny scene. I think uh, that did justice for... Uh, Hawkeye. Um, I think it's tough because <coughs> other than Black Panther, everyone kind of quips in these Every, movies, right? There's a lot so, of quipping in this movie. So yeah. I can see what you mean. I I, would, I I could see her be more better used as the straight man of the two, but she doesn't get her own movie not to be the straight man, so she has to quip when she can, you know? Yeah, quip when you can. but she, she did so good at being portraying that straight character in all the other like movies that she was in like uh well even i will take notes i bet in all of them she quits at least once and i will when we watch winter soldier ultron and we will watch civil war maybe we will before Does ranking she quit iron man too what i i didn't pay attention but i bet she did i oh, bet yeah. like it's just because that's the marvel flavor right well, it's like, like it's a superhero thing it's a comic thing yeah yeah well, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think it's more mcu thing I didn't, like, Logan's not that quippy, yeah. Nolan's Batman's aren't, DC wasn't until Justice League, like, they were pretty, like, Fair. cute lead. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna set this up as kind of a transition, unless anyone else is going to go off of Black Widow. No, I want to talk about Black Widow for the next hour. No, really? Yeah. Um, so, I definitely do like her scene when she's interrogating, like, Loki, and especially when she's interrogating, uh, Hulk, or Bruce Banner. I think that was great, and I really, uh... I like that part. She definitely did feel genuine as her character, trying to be friendly and everything, and her showing up there. And I think that how they had Bruce Banner react in that sense too, when he uh, and I, he apologized for it too afterwards. But he he got angry or not angry, but yelled at her, and she immediately that was a hundred percent like that moment with her. I didn't feel like it was acting. I felt like like I was in her. In that chair with her, like in freaked her out. She wasn't in a chair. <laughs> yeah, she was. She sat down. I thought. Was she? I think she was standing up. Because she pulls oh, the gun underneath the table. I do like how yeah. she doesn't say anything in that scene. Like, it's yeah, just her face. She's she says it all. Her face does all the acting. You know, she pulled a real Tom Hardy. I'd say so. Tom Hardy's about the eyes. Not <laughs> yeah, the face. he doesn't. She has. She doesn't like, get up. He's very. He's a very lazy face actor. But his eyes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, but yeah. it was absolutely a very, very... I love those scenes in movies when they can communicate. I guess, like, Tom Hardy does. But they can communicate with such subtle things. And, you know... You should she have watched Shape of Water then, Taylor. Instead of skipping out on this. I was too busy. I had to rearrange my week. This Were you busy? cast was rearranged around this uh, week. Yeah, but I don't think that played into you getting a face mask. <laughs> face mask? Yeah, with the makeup. The makeup? Yeah. The makeup. Oh, no, that was booked for later that night, so. Oh, yeah. And that was a good time. Charcoal? Charcoal. I hear good things about charcoal, actually. So, um... What was I talking about? You did say you were going to transition, but you did just transition to talk more about Black Widow. I was transitioning to the Hulk. Okay, because so, the Hulk. Because I, I don't have... Well... I don't... I, I, he... This is my best performance. Or my best performance. That's <laughs> his best performance, I think, as the Hulk, when it's less comedic. I think 
I think it's good, but it's still, I remember when I watched it, it's not gone, it does a really good job. I just remember going, man, I still wish this was Norton. And I think him being in stuff like Ragnarok or Infinity War has more impact now because I know him. I just remember when I saw him initially the first time, didn't feel like it was an impact because I don't know this guy, right? I don't know his Hulk, I don't know his Bruce. So, and it was a weird time to meet him for the first time. I almost, I think maybe I said this in Incredible Hulk, I almost wish we had a film where we could have met him and then Avengers because mm -hmm. I still feel, even on a rewatch, he still not necessarily meshes with the team well and it's weird because not all of them have met before either. So they're still all meeting for the first time. So maybe it's because he's the Hulk. <laughs> Did I spit on you accidentally? Nope. Okay, good. It missed you. Thank God. Get but me. Some, something <laughs> about it, I, I think he does very well, but I think it sticks out. I wonder if that has something to do with, I like, guess, seeing the Incredible Hulk movie first. Because when I first saw this movie, and I still have that perspective, where I hadn't seen the Incredible Hulk mm -hmm. uh, before seeing this, so that was my introduction to the character. And I didn't feel at the time, and I still, I still don't feel that his, like, introduction is... Uh, I guess isn't justified. Like I, I feel like it made yeah. sense. He was off. He was hiding away. I didn't. That's I didn't really need the description. And then I found out later that there actually is an Incredible Hulk movie because I didn't know at the time. I think the way we meet him is the closest. We, okay. I get. Well, I guess the other point is that it's a different perspective for me because I didn't ha go in like comparing it or looking at it to it or liking it or Norton's performance or anything because I didn't know it existed. Yeah. Right. So that's just. Who the Hulk was. I guess be. I yeah. guess that's what I can say is the weirdest thing. It's not that it's a recast. It's not that he hasn't met the other characters. I think the biggest thing for me is it's still with any of these movies, when you're recasting a character in a continuity, mm -hmm. that I don't feel like this Banner would act the same way that Banner did in The Incredible Hulk. But really, we're supposed to take it as he would have done those exact same things. And I think that's yes. really the yeah. problem where... I never love him in this movie because it doesn't mesh with Norton's Hulk. I think the closest we get is to his introduction scene because Norton's Hulk was off on his own. He was trying to help people. He was being like, buying. Like, he wasn't actually really helping people, but he was just on different places that were not America, hiding out, trying mm -hmm. to keep low key. That's what he's doing. That's the only connection we have where the other thing is, I don't, like I said before, I don't feel he is that character, which I guess it happens with the recast, but I felt like they also rewrote the character a little bit like he just felt different i think even for you when you watched the hulk you said norton's hulk didn't feel that scientific where i feel like they doubled down on the scientific mm -hmm. route in avengers right and well it's a bit different because he has someone to play off with right and true it's, it's a it's a way because he can about talk about that science stuff more and he can also do that with iron man so it's kind of yeah. developing both of those characters while also building up their friendship with each other while also pushing the story forward and then figuring out how to find the uh, Tesseract. Tesseract. Yeah, the Cosmic Cube, as it's called in the comics. They don't call I it like that. Anyways. The Cosmic Cube? Yeah, I think it's too... That's sick. I'm going to call my GameCube that. The Cosmic, Cosmic Cube. Cube. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah so that, I think that's all I have to say on Hulk. I like all stuff. I still don't like how we've never explained the I'm always angry line. It doesn't make much sense. It's a major plot hole in this movie, I feel. Yeah, I, I would agree with that, actually. I like, didn't really think about it at the time, but... Thinking about it for five seconds right now, it actually is... Because it is a super cool moment. When that happened in the theater, everyone cheered and was like, yes. 
And that almost could have played on at the yes. Everyone in the theater. Yes. Like, yes. Not cheering. They're all just like yes. Everyone yes. Just, everyone just declared yes. And the hype is done. Because that could have played <coughs> off on at the end of Incredible Hulk. Norton does that thing where he smiles and his eyes turn green, right? And it left it with that ambiguity of oh, can he control it? And that's where that kind of lines up. But it doesn't control later on the Hell Carrier when Bruce just freaks out and he turns into the Hulk. Yeah. I know they could say, and I think this is the way they do spin of. Hey, he was under such stress in that moment, it just happened, right? But at any point, he can turn into the Hulk. I think that is the logical way they're trying to do it, but I still don't know. I think that's a way they kind of cover for themselves. I still don't know if it's that always angry line. I give it a pass because it's a great moment, and I think there is a way you can make it work. But in the, it's still, when you really think about it, it's like, well... Then you yeah. shouldn't have turned it. You shouldn't have turned into the Hulk of the Hellcare. And the other point is, people bring up, oh, maybe Loki was fucking with him because that staff, right? So maybe that's why he turned the Hulk. So fair enough. There's a way you can't explain it. It's just always been something that stuck up. Like, okay, I guess we could. I, I feel like there could have been a, a bit more care in between. Like maybe even when he lands after falling out of the or jumping out of the ship, I should say, yeah. landing, and then he just like cruises in on that uh, scooter. Like maybe there could have been one or two more scenes. Of him doing something, I don't know, maybe that could have helped explain, like, his mindset or something. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It just feels like, he's just, he's, I'm always angry. I think it's just a good line. Like, it is a, it that's is why a, you give it a pass, because it's a great line. That's the thing, right? They probably had, <laughs> that was, like, probably one of the checkboxes, like, that particular line. They're like, I can't find a spot for it. You know what? Drop it right here. Check yeah. it. Yeah. That happens sometimes. I really like the, uh, see, I mean, we've talked about this Hulk before, I guess, but the CGI of this Hulk. Compared to yeah, Edward Norton's yeah. more, it's more animated, it's more like... It's more know. Disney. It's more Disney, it's more Disney, that's exactly the word, and I, I personally, I like it. Yeah, I, I, I still like it, it's not that I don't like the look, I just like the Incredible Hulk one just because he looks scarier, I think, that's what I like about Fair it. Enough, yeah. The moments that I like the Hulk the most in this movie is also when he's doing some cool shit, but when he is turning the Hulk for the first time with... Natasha and they really make it that like kind of Jekyll and Hyde sort of thing where he's like you the reveal is great of just like you see him he's he yells at her you can see like his veins green he's getting a little bigger his shirt starts to pop everything like that and then he just crawls away and as he's crawling away he's getting bigger you just see him start to like to break the hell carrier and then he just turns around like they sh they that felt like a horror moment movie and I think that is when he is scary I just think that eventually when he goes attack he looks a bit more like friendly green giants or way but I. I don't dislike the look as maybe Batman was saying. Yeah. So I don't dislike it. Just not your preference of the two. Yeah, yeah exactly. But I, I think the Hulk, and I touched on this already, I think he's used sparingly. I think he's used right. I think this is, I've always compared it with, it might be different. We don't know what's going to happen in the MCU. But I always thought this is how, when the MCU got X-Men, this is how Wolverine should be used. The same amount of screen time where you have him be Logan like Banner, where he gets to be, you know, silent, badass, kind of a tough guy. But then those claws, you only see them for a, like a few times, and he gets to do some really badass stuff. You yeah. know, because I think Wolverine doesn't need to be leading the X-Men. And I think the same way that the Hulk is, they've figured out this formula where I don't think we'll ever get a, like a solo Hulk movie. Wasn't that like a rights issue? That Yeah, that too. But I think even if they had it, I don't know if they would do it, because I think they found the At right At this way. point, yeah, maybe not. Between, like, Ultron, I think, works enough. We'll talk about that later. But I think... I think it does work in Ultron. I think with this and then Ragnarok is another example. Ragnarok, yeah. They found the recipe for the Hulk to make it work. And I think... Because I don't know if the Hulk could... I think... I've said that. I think the Incredible Hulk might be the best... Sorry, the best Hulk movie we're going to get. Because it's always going to be Banner on the run, right? Like, that's the only thing you can kind of do. 
you could have done maybe Planet Hulk of him, him like his perspective, but right. we've done that, right? So I think using him like this is the best way, and I think this was the... They did it, and people loved it, and they never stopped, and I think it was a good idea. And keep going? Mm-hmm. Where do you want to go next? Because also we've talked about a lot of these characters <laughs> before, so it's not too much of... Don't want to retread it, but well, you should transition probably to maybe Thor since Hulk fights him. Tra- you should transition. I right? should. So you know that fight. Scene? Yeah, Travis, you should. Yeah, what are you thinking, man? Fuck transition me. to Thor, obviously. That, uh, that's we have the cue cards over there. Helped by our intern. Cue cards. Hey, intern. How's it going? <laughs> His name's intern. His name's intern. Um, I think that fight scene with uh, Thor and Hulk was awesome. I think that's something that people are really like anticipating and mm-hmm. kind of getting excited for. Uh, it, it really just... You, you have two super powerful, super strength, amped up beings finally dishing it out. And they're in this helicarrier just breaking shit. And I really like that part when uh, Hulk tried to grab Thor's hammer. I think that was that was really, really good. Because mm-hmm. this is the first... Outside of the first Thor movie, I mean, it was, it was the first time we really get to see... Uh, Another like super kind of character trying to pick up the hammer. Yeah. Yeah. And Loki's not super powered, eh? No, he is. That's what I said. This is the first time we've seen. Uh, we didn't get. He tried in Thor. I thought I worded it to include him. I guess mm-hmm. I worded it wrong, but I meant to. My favorite part about that is when he starts tries to lift it, and the ground is literally breaking beneath his feet. Like that's how yeah. heavy this hammer is. He like he's he's gonna sink before the hammer does. You know, hammer doesn't move. It's fantastic, and he goes to catch it, just like oh, and like oh. They put that yeah, hammer that's over... That's the soundbite, actually. We yeah, put yeah. that in from yeah. the movie. As they say in wrestling terms, they put that hammer <coughs> over big time, so... They put that hammer over big time? Yeah. Oh, putting over is like making something look good. Like making somebody oh. look good. And that's what they do with that hammer. And I think with the fight scenes in general, I think they do a good job of... You get them doing the big, okay, we're going to fight a bunch of cannon fodder, but the helicarrier scene and then the force scene the with Thor, Iron Man, and Cap... Amazing. They do a great job of, they fight, it makes sense, but it's very quick. Where something like Civil War, they fight for a long extent of time because it makes sense for them to be fighting, right? This is just, hey, they're confused, they don't know who's on whose side, Thor is just trying to take out Hulk because he's a threat, right? Like, yeah. they make sense, there's moments behind them, and they're quick. Because you can't have too long of a fight scene because then it just feels like, okay, it's mean-spirited, like they really want to hurt each other, right? So that's where I think both fight scenes are... Tremendous, and I think they do. They when they're writing this, if it was intentional or not, if they sat down and said, "Hey, we gotta make sure they fight at some point," that was the way to go because you wanna, you want them to yeah. fight. I, want- <laughs> yeah, I think I think the forest fight scene in particular is really good pacing because yeah, at first it just starts out <clears throat> with, um, I guess Thor. Yeah, Thor steals Loki, kidnaps <laughs> yeah. him, and then they're talking. They have a, I like that conversation. It's a good conversation, and then Iron Man just comes in and just fucking hits him big time. And then I think after that, it's kind of they're not really fighting so much as, like, they're just showing, like, back and forth, like, no, I'm more powerful. They're trying no, I'm to more macho powerful. each other. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're just flexing on each other. And then and then Cap pops in for, like, two seconds, and he's like, hey, guys, stop fighting. He literally <laughs> just throws, like, his shield at Thor's hammer and Iron Man's head. He's like, that's enough. And, like, yeah. they listen to him, so good for that. But, yeah. I, I maybe wanted a little bit of Cap fighting in there as well. Like, I don't know if it would have fit. I don't know if it would have right? going with like yeah, because that wasn't really a traditional fight. Because I think that, and that also that's why Civil War is so good because it makes that point like, like oh he has he has to do it too yeah. right where this like he feels like it feels like even as a last resort he's in this movie he's not gonna fight people you know like he would mm-hmm. keep trying to talk to them but I I love that whole sequence of them capturing Loki and then that whole force scene like just even when the the thunder happens and then. 
like Loki's looking around and Danny's like, oh, what, scared of little thunder? And then he's like, I'm not overly fond of what follows. Like, yeah. the lines, I wrote down a lot of lines and then I just stopped because the lines, there's some quippy lines, but the writing is just fucking, like, sizzling, like, goodness. Like, the sizzling. lines that these yeah. characters have back to back to back, there's so many good one-liners like that I just brought with Loki and there's other ones I wrote down that were my favorite, but I could have gone for days. Like, they wrote the fuck out of this. It's so snappy. It's so good dialogue. Mm-hmm. All the characters feel the same, like the same they did before. They all mesh well. It's true. And my favorite thing actually about the forest scene is the conversation between Loki and Thor. Because one, I think it's probably the most, they carry the most drama of the film, those two. Because the two brothers, they also have like a dramatic scene in the middle of the battle. Like there's no quips, not whatever there. And that to me was the first time you really felt when I was watching it that this was a crossover. Because you have them talking about this, the Tesseract, which was not in their movie. And they're talking about all this other stuff. And then out of nowhere, Iron Man comes and scoops them up. And then you have them fight. And then Cap comes down. And you're seeing all these characters. And even back to when Cap and Loki were going out, that was the first time of, yeah, the movie's going along. But you really feel like, man, all these storylines are coming together and it's working. Like that, because at that moment, so much is happening. But because there's been four or five films before, it doesn't feel rushed. It's all flowing. It all makes sense. Where some other movies, it doesn't. And even I think Ultron suffers from that a bit where it's like, this is place there, this place here, where this movie, and to me that sequence really shows, man, all that paid off. And, it's where my, and then it just continues to flow like a machine. Like it's just, it, it's it's a flawless in its play, pacing, I think. You brought that up. But I'm never bored. There's never a dull moment. There's never a time like, oh, this should be moved. This should be moved. It's all... It all works. It's all great. You have your quiet moments, your action moments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know writing wise this would never it wouldn't work, but I just really love to see Loki the... kill them all and ha <laughs> <laughs> ha He I actually does roll her. I'd love to see the Thor taken from Ragnarok and that Thor and just like thrown into the Thor that we get in Avengers just to you see. You never know, how, time travel could be coming travel. up, so you, you don't know. I just I think that would be so cool to see like because I feel like he'd obviously act so differently because the Thor is in every Thor movie, he's always acting so differently, like he's learning more and more. But in this one, again, in Avengers, he's just, he's so, he's so just gullible in the sense that Loki, yes, uh, you can be my brother again, and we'll go and eat, uh, drink wine and beer, and eat, come home. eat food and come home, and and Loki's like, I love you, brother, and then shanks him, and then Thor's uh, like, that, oh, that, we got me that's again. Not how, that's not how that conversation went. You, you mix two of the first, you mix them up a little bit. A little bit, okay. a little bit. Sentiment, and then he falls for that decoy yet again. Well, that was a good setup for Ragnarok, though, right? Because he says, "Oh, when are you ever gonna stop falling for that?" And yeah. Ragnarok, he doesn't fall for, right? So right. it's a good setup for that. This movie is filled with that stuff because these guys are so fucking good. But and maybe they didn't plan it. I think they just go back and watch the movies. Be oh, we should pay this off, or I had an idea. But there's multiple times in this movie where I watched it. I was like, "Oh, that gets paid off later. That's a joke later." You know, something like that. Um, and even when you're talking about Thor. Even the way they're talking to each other on the cliff, they're still... Downey makes a joke of like, oh, where aren't I wearing my mother's drapes or whatnot. They're very still medieval, Lord of the Rings, old-time-ish talk in this movie where I feel like they eventually progress it to more yeah. like natural. Like At one point, Loki says, like, I put the Tesseract where... like. Where all thought I can't find like something like that like he just it sounds Shakespearean and in Thor it sounds Shakespearean as well but as the further we've gone away from the first Thor they've lost that like they don't really talk like that anymore and I'm fine with that because they've spent more time yeah exactly they're means. learning they're coming to Earth you know? yeah yeah so I yeah that's Thor's great Loki's great you know yeah 
Yeah, I don't know. Loki was well. I guess we'll move on to Loki because I agree with you guys. Thor's you know, yeah. Guy. I, don't, I don't think I have much more to say on him. But Loki, one thing I really uh, liked, I didn't notice it before, was like that that first scene when he goes to that wherever that base to steal the tesseract. Super intense. He's he's like he looks physically like exhausted in that scene. He yeah. really looks like he has like bags under his eyes. I probably also have bags under my eyes right now. And yeah, he just looks like he's exhausted, but he's, he's still. He's still, you know, he's still got to get the job done. He's still popping off. So I, 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 I didn't notice that detail before, and I'm sure it's intentional. So I, I, oh, like, yeah. I like that touch for sure. Yeah, he looks like pre uh, Schmeagol, like starting to Schmeagol. Is that a combination of Schmeagol yeah. and Schmeagol? Like, like putting them all together. Um, the one thing I'll mention is because this is a retrospective and we review the movies, but we also talk about the future. So let's talk about where Thor Ragnarok. Right it on. ended, obviously, there's two things I want to bring up. One, obviously, Thanos, um, like, ship come down, and we assume that, judging by the trailers, it looks like they kind of kill a lot of Asgardians, and Loki, there's that one shot of Infinity War trailer where he's holding the Tesseract. One, I have to say, another great payoff of Thanos' little buddy there says, like, if you don't do this, like, we will hunt you down. Like, there's no whatever in the Nine Realms where we can't find you, and yeah. it will make you plead for something as easy as pain, right? And then he touches them and it goes away. So that is going to get paid off in Infinity War. I think that's where, whether it's them looking for Loki or the Tesseract, but they're really going to come back. And I honestly think, I think Loki's going to die in like the first 15 minutes of Thor. I really? Mm-hmm. I think Infinity War? Yeah, yeah, and Thor, yeah. <laughs> they're going to remake Thor. Yeah, I think he's going to be... Infinity Thor? I think Thor's going to see him die. Thor will escape. But I think the point was, one... That's gonna get paid off because they set that up, and obviously he has the tesseract. And there's no Loki; he can talk talk his way out of a lot of stuff. I don't think he'll be able to do that against uh, Thanos. Yeah, so. the reason I bring this up because it is a mute point to my second point. But with <laughs> Thor Ragnarok ending, Thor being like, "Oh, we're gonna go to Earth," and Loki's like, "Hey, that's probably not a good idea," and he's like, "It's gonna be okay." I completely, I think, because the character's so good and Tom Hiddleston's. Tom Hiddleston. Tom Hiddleston is so charming and he's so charismatic that we forget about all the stuff Loki did. And when I was rewatching this and taking notes, he literally kills he kills a lot of people in this movie. But we physically see him unless they say, "Oh, they hospital." They could they could rewrite be like, "Oh, they are fine." But in that beginning, when he comes with the Tesseract, he's literally throwing knives into women. He's just stabbing people. It is that thing where you do for me. I always forget that. He's not, they, in Thor Ragnarok, it's like, oh yeah, he's just a trickster. But really, he needs to go back to prison. As much as I like Loki yeah. and I don't want that, I want a Loki solo film. But really, the whole, like, oh, we'll go back to Earth, it'll be fine. It, it's not. Like, he can't, like, like... Well, they say that he killed, like, 80 people or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's I was probably like, pretty close to... And at least with that, though, I could, with the Shatari coming in, I could write off as, you know what... They found him and flown in the web, in the webs, flown in the webs, flown in the cosmos. He was out there that said, "You got to do this, or you know, we're killing you." Right? And there's moments in the movie where it does seem like he's doing it against his will. My one of my favorite scenes in this movie is at the battle. Thor is telling him how he could stop this and all this, and Loki like considers it for a second. He's like, "Look at this madness. We could stop it together." He considers stopping. He and he even says like, "It's too late. Like we couldn't do anything even if we want to." And then he stabs him and he says sentiment and he goes away. Yeah. But I, they do a good job. But at the end of the day, he just cold blood kills with people. And I completely forgot about that. And I was like, man, I love Loki. But like, he can't. He's he no can't, ordinary trickster. He can't be on Earth. And I had already said for months that I think Loki's going to die. But I think that even 
more so cement it because storyline-wise, you can't find a way to bring this guy back who killed innocent people, who killed Coulson. So that's why I think <coughs> he's definitely going to die in Infinity War because you can't, he can't come to Earth. Like, there's no way this ends with him yeah. being in I mean, as much, as much as we, we are always, I guess, raving about that character. You're going to get an ad break and then you're going to be right back to the episode. And eventually, they gotta start killing some people off. We, you yeah, know, they have a lot of people now. They have more characters coming out in these upcoming films. So I, I think he's had a great arc. Obviously, we're talking forward now, but yeah. throughout all these movies, uh, he's had a really, really strong story. I think it's has ups, ups and downs. Yeah, and I mean, great acting all the way through, and awesome action scenes. He's scary when he needs to be. He's funny. He's charming when he needs to be. Yeah, well, I think bringing that up as arc, because I think this movie is a huge role in his arc, because it is... Yep. That's where, yeah, well, he's, he's a villain. Well, yeah, but even then, we've seen... Ultron's the villain in Ultron, and he right. doesn't matter, right? That's what I mean. Like, he's yeah. there, but it's just like, he's there to be, I'm going to destroy the world. With you putting in those moments, like I referred to earlier, of him considering, like, second-guessing, like, is this the best thing... That's what makes him a good villain, and that's what it carries over throughout this whole thing. Because you see him from even like he kills Coulson, and he like shows Thor his blood. Like, oh, like look at it. We're in Thor Ragnarok. You don't feel that Loki would do that anymore, right? So you see from Thor where he was, you know, misguided, didn't know what's going on, and this is like him at his full evil. And then now the rest of the movies are him like kind of transcending down. Like every time we've seen Loki, it is a hey, it is changing, and he's changing, he's yeah. evolving. And that's why he is just like, it is going to be a shame when they kill him off because we hope someone can take over that mantle when he does go because he is that constant of he's always this great character. Strong villain in the yeah. MCU, which is lacking. Yeah, and I do wonder, because we were taking this before we saw Black Panther, I do wonder, and I don't think, I think Thanos is a one or two done. I don't think he sticks around for some reason. I just think... He's so big, you have to kill him. So they've been well, they've been building up forever. Yeah, so I know people are like Doctor Doom, Galactus. I know, but those aren't surefire bets. I'm saying we have one right now that's always delivering, and Avengers I think is a big case of that because I think that's another reason why Ultron suffers because mm-hmm. he's not as good as him, and he just bounces off all the members of the team so well. Loki, whoever he's talking to, like yeah, he's just well. I, I one thing I love about him is how dynamic he is, even in this movie alone, because there's scenes. When he's like all macho and he's like just got the super ego on. And Everyone no kneel. He's like, yeah, he's like walking around in like golden <laughs> attire. And he's just like shouting at people and, and screaming with such confidence. Then there's also those scenes when he gets duped, you know, when Black Widow like reveals that she was just trying to plan for information. Like the look on his face. Or, you know, when the Hulk just picks him up and smashes him off. So we've talked about that scene before. Such a great scene. Yeah. And yeah, that scene at the end. I forgot. I forgot about that that money shot there, where they're all just like like Hawkeye's got the bow on him. They're all just staring at him, looking at him, and the look on his face is is amazing. So and I love that he's he's too. so strong in like those moments of being completely weak and vulnerable, but also in obviously being intimidate the intimidating villain as well. Yeah, and that's just in one movie. Yeah. So and he's been doing that the whole time. So and that line so they give strong. him too is just the oh I'll take that drink now. It's just like, it's just a perfect yeah. Loki thing of like oh like he's making like a joke in at the moment. All these weasel, people, he's a little weasel. Yeah, guy. all these people fucking hate him. He just destroyed like all, a bunch of New York and everything. A lot of people hate that guy. Yeah, very yeah, hate him. But there is a world where I hope I would love him to survive and be a member of the Avengers. But that's, Time that's not gonna. That, well, that's one thing I will wonder what's gonna happen if they time travel this movie. I still I'm interested to see if they go back to this one. I just have a feeling, and there's set photos and stuff where the costumes looks very similar 
two Avengers. Like Loki has the same hair. The so Thor, the Thor armor is that? Well, there no. There's a there's a picture of Thor with long hair again. They're right. in New York. It's Loki with his like type of hairstyle. This Cap has the old suit, and I I cannot wait to think about like why would they need to time travel back to this moment? You know, it's like mm-hmm. and that that to me could make this film even better. Watch. Or worse, if it ends up being bad. But let's not kid ourselves. I'm sorry. They're not making a bad Infinity War movie. They, I mean, they, like like we've said before, they probably thought about that, right? When they were making this movie. Thinking about making a bad movie? No. They, when they <laughs> were making this one, movie, they were thinking about, maybe they were thinking about going back to it at some point. And so they made certain scenes with the intention in mind that, okay, we're going to re- revisit the scene or revisit the character at this point in time. Well, yeah, and I wonder, is that a way where you don't... Because my theory is with Infinity War... The first one, I think it ends with almost everybody dying except for Downey, and Infinity War 2 is him going back to change himself to save him. And I wonder if that's where you could keep Loki alive if he dies, but what if you get to him in New York and you convince him, hey, this is wrong, you could stop this all before it really starts. Like, I think... Something big. And then eventually he would turn again. And it'd be oh, great. of course. <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh, we time travel for fluid. For nothing. But fluid filler. Taylor, you've been very... I know you started the Loki talk, but did you? was there anything more you wanted to talk about? I think, you know... Trickster. His performance in this film was absolutely amazing. As far as I'm concerned, he's definitely, like, my favorite character in this film. Um, as far as you're concerned, he's your favorite character. You're a totally loud... Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I like the way you said that. Um, I think that from the moment he just spawns out of the Tesseract portal and just is on that pedestal <laughs> and he just looks up and he's got this, like, as you said, that, that look on his face. Like, he's exhausted. He yes. looks evil. He looks happy. Like, it's just... It looks... He looks crazy. And I love that. I mean, that's everything I wanted... Like, in a villain, and I was not expecting Loki to really just kind of dish this out, especially after the first Thor movie. He just, I thought he was lost flying through the cosmos, but he wasn't. And but just, the end credit scene shows him, like, walking up to the Tesseract, and be like, oh. Taylor's got stuff to do, he didn't stay for the end credits. Oh, right, now I remember that. Yeah, he wasn't flying through the cosmos. Nope, um, no, he was possessing uh, Eric Selvig. Eric Selvig. Um, Eric Selvig. But Selvig. I think, uh, I think that his, uh, just the character alone, one of my favorite villains of all time, I'd have to say. Like, he's just, he is such a good character. And I love all, like you said, his one-lines that he, he dishes out, his responses. Um, and the fact that, you're right, his chemistry with every single character is just outstanding. Um, it is a shame that his performance, not acting-wise, but I think writing-wise, kind of just drops in Ragnarok, because... I get wow, drops. It, it it definitely is underneath this performance. I'm, I don't think it drops, but I think it. I I always say it just takes a backseat. I think mm. they decide to do more jokes than the Loki story, and and even though I will say when I rewatched Thor Ragnarok, I felt a bit better about it. But I do agree that he doesn't get the love that he does even in this movie. I think. Uh, I think the he, movie was a different style, different tone. That's the problem, right? I think they couldn't. They, they still could. I think they still could have found room for it, you know. But that's that's a that. Go check out our Kevin Ragnarok review. Yeah, mm. we already talked about that. Well, I definitely hope that uh, he definitely gets some kind of redemption in uh, Infinity War. I definitely I think feel he like did redeem himself scene... in Thor Ragnarok, though. In Thor Ragnarok, well, to a point. I think I his redemption in Infinity War is saving his brother. He sacrificed himself for Thor. I think that's what happened. He didn't really sacrifice himself. No, I said in Infinity War. Oh, that's Infinity War. Oh. <laughs> I think that'll be the, it'll be a hey Thanos is here. You got a chance to escape. That means I gotta go. And I I definitely gonna be sad and it's gonna be I'm gonna cry and it's gonna be sad. <laughs> I definitely feel like it'll be a moment where 
maybe Thor is kind of caught in this horrible predicament by Thanos, and Thanos is standing there, and Loki's right there, and he's like, Loki, there's nothing you can give me to change this, I'm going to kill your brother, and Loki's like, what about this? And he just whips out the Tesseract, and then whips it out. Thanos whips it out. is like, uh, you know what, I'll take that Tesseract, and I'm going to just uh, kill you. I think there's a chance he gives the, I don't know, I think there's a chance he gives it to Thor to get away, like, get out of here. Get out of here. Or maybe he uses the Tesseract to be able to send him he rips elsewhere. Out the Tesseract. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that might be a fake out, but who knows. Random, random question for you, Travis. If, if Infinity War does leak early, three days early online, are you going to watch it? Or do you think you're going to... Yeah, you just said you were going to but like, that's a big one, man. I can't say no, because that's... With Avengers, you know with Avengers, it was just I just need to know it's good because yeah. I honestly I couldn't I was so anxious leading up to it with the movie. Were you say worried for Avengers? Were you, were you worried? Yeah, I was just because it never happened. And then I had a better experience. I think I probably did, but watching Avengers in the theater for the first time, which really the second time, I just went in going like I know this is great, so I can really enjoy it. And mm -hmm. I walked up and it's still amazing. But yeah, this. This one's so tough. Like, it is... If there is a great... Of course I wouldn't, but if there is a Because this is the thing. I'm going to be paying multiple times. I have literally thought, like, I think with Infinity War, I mean, we're going to see it night, and I think I'm going to buy tickets for the next day as well. Because I think that's a movie I'm going to want to see right away. Like, again, to really soak it in. So, right. yeah, I... I'll, I'll say I'm going to try my best, though, to stay for the theater, especially with the podcast. I think to watch yeah. it all with all you guys. So... I will. I will not watch it online this time. That's good. Wink, wink. Yeah, yeah but no. I, I think I'm gonna try the theater. Let me ask you this: When you watched the first Avengers online, did you get the post or the the credit scenes in there? No, did not get those. So I did not know Thanos was coming. So and there that which is so weird of me, but like there were spoilers online, but I didn't read those. But I read, but that's because I want to see. It, but yeah, the post credit scenes were not online. Mm. So yeah. Well, I'm talking about uh, Maria Hill, though, I know it's a rat. I just want to bring it up because for before I forget about her, but we brought her up like a couple podcasts ago. No, like who? I'm like, oh yeah, she's just some side person in Avengers, and all she is is she's in this and Avengers too, and she's gonna be in Captain Marvel. But yeah, she she's yeah. a big character in comics, but in this she's you know, I don't she? she's cool, I guess. I I don't. There's nothing really too interesting about the character <laughs> to get. It's just a meme. That's why I brought it up. It is. A, it is a good meme. But it, well, I, I mean, it's an interesting meme because she is coming back for a movie that isn't like just some random team up. It's I like, think she'll be in Infinity War as well. I imagine because yeah. I think every Kill single character. Every, <laughs> well, Captain Marvel is in the '90s, so they could right. Captain yeah. Marvel's a prequel, so uh, yes. I think every single character we've met in Avengers MCU are gonna be in Infinity War. So every single one, yeah. I I don't know. There's, I have nothing to say. I about don't, I, I think she's fine. She's a fine second thing, second fiddle. Second thing. Third fiddle to the uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. people. I'll lump them all together. Coulson does a good job. I think they do a good job with him as far as they have to kill off a character, they make it him, it works, because you're not going to kill off any of your main uh, uh, six. So, mm -hmm. theory is always good. There's just one moment where he's shooting at a door, and he's just like, why won't these, like... Why won't these people stop going through this goddamn door? And you just keep shooting like it's just like this little nit, like Sam Jackson moment in the middle of this Avengers movie. It's just perfect. And that uh, yeah, Rail is fine. I bring her because she's a big character in comics. At one point, she runs Shield, and maybe that'll happen when Nick Fury gets her. Or Sam Jackson gets a bit too expensive, but it's Disney, so no one should get too expensive. No, unless it's actually no, nobody, nobody. There's no unless it's Apple. That's a bit on it, maybe, but even then, I think Disney still could buy Apple, maybe. I don't know. <clears throat> I actually like uh, Coulson more this time around than previously. I've always kind of 
I guess I was more of an opinion that he was kind of just boring in it. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I think he is kind of boring in this movie still. I feel like, well, that's that's part of the character. I think he's supposed to be like kind of a mundane sort of average normal mm -hmm. dude. But, but he's important to them because he brought them together, right? He's one of these. Yeah, exactly. Like, and and he is he does have some fun moments. I like <clears throat> I like that scene when he uh, shows up at, at Stark Tower. Great and, scene. Uh, yeah, and she just like yeah she just calls him by his name. Phil. And uh, first name is Asian. He's like, how do you what's going on here? How do you how do you know this guy? Um, and uh, you know the trading cards thing. I don't know. I didn't think that was that funny, but like it, I guess it, I guess I, I can see why people would find it funny. I really like it. <laughs> yeah. I watched you, you when you slept. When you were unconscious. Oh, I mean, uh, yes. Difference. Well, I guess that's... Leads up to the trading cards. Yes, it does. Yeah. No, and... Yeah, it's a, it's a good... I, I like that, uh... That weapon he finds and he just pops off on Loki. I like that. So that's what that does. Yeah. It's a classic line. And Nick Fury, yeah, he's... I, I feel like Nick Fury, I never really have much to say. He's, he's solid. He's, he's like a bare-bones character, but he gets the job done. Yeah. Is it Sam Jackson? I think it'd be worse if you had something to say because it would probably be negative you know I don't think Nick Fury's ever I think Nick Fury gets a good moment some good moments Winter Soldier Solo movie and maybe Cameron no he doesn't need it he doesn't yeah he's one guy I don't want it. but I think he's always good he's always just the same level and it's something that yeah it's not a stand up but I wouldn't want to be anybody but Sam Jackson at this point right because at one point, at point yeah, yeah if one, they recast him now that'd be weird at one point after Iron Man there was rumors he might have got recast because there was like a money issue and I was like he just what Nick Fury is, he does that per to perfection. So, yeah, I'm always happy with him. So, like, oh, you said that he has that classic Sam Jackson kind of line. There's another line that I'm just going to throw out where throw the council is making that choice. Butt. Yeah. He, the council is making that choice to do a nuclear strike, and he's like, uh, he's like, you can't override our decision. He's like, I can when it's a stupid-ass decision. Yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, but then I also think that, and this is where I don't give him much credit, where... The jet is taking off with the nuclear warhead, and he shoots it with an RPG. Oh, How right. safe is shooting a jet with a nuke in yeah. it with a freaking rocket launcher? That actually sounds incredibly unsafe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I got the fix to this problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I don't, I don't know about that moment, but but it's unsafe. I I definitely like again like uh, he, the other jets going off, and he even the fact he just whips out his handgun yeah. just because he can, and then even at the beginning too when Loki's in the jeep and they're driving off. The helicopter comes in, and he just starts opening fire. The helicopter is going down, he just jumps out, and he starts opening fire again. He's like, yeah, we need it, we got men down. He just sac like got his men almost dead in the helicopter, just so he could jump out with his puny pea shooter to not do any damage against Loki. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the Tiny poor pilot. But, uh, poor pilot. He's a wild guy. It, uh, I, I think Sam Jackson definitely makes these movies a little bit better. Just definitely, definitely. Even if it's a little bit. Mm -hmm. it yeah. And then I guess we haven't really talked about Stark, because I, I don't have too much to say about Stark. I think he's just like a great front man. Also, he does get an arc of he has to be the guy that sacrifices like the bull like the nuke and everything. So that's good because they play they lead up to it a few times because Stark refers back to, hey, I thought I wasn't qualified for this, and Cap just full on calls him out. Like, you're never the guy that's gonna Lay it on the wire, yeah. and he just goes, oh, I'll, I cut the wire. And he's like, you don't know anything. You don't know about... And like, I, that's the thing, too. I'd have to show why some people... Because I've seen this criticism for Avengers that people say that, oh, it's just like a lot of talking and dialogue and exposition. There is a lot of exposition, but you need in this type of movie. I think it still flows well. It's very similar to like Iron Man building a suit. I like it, but I love the New York battles. That's fantastic. My favorite scene in this movie, when we do top ten scenes, 
is the scene where they're all bickering, arguing on the hell carrier because it is fantastic. It shows everybody in the science lab. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It shows everybody what type of character they are. Just like the way Cap is just like, oh, you know, you're just a man. So what are you? And then he says like, oh, Bill, Playboy, billionaire, blah, blah, blah. He tells them to put on the suit. And when I remember watching the theater too, and this was like a gasp moment, like that yes moment, when Stark says nothing, everything that's special came Everything special about you came from a bottle. And it was just like, they're taking like in like real life shots at each other in like a character standpoint that all makes sense. It all is just like, and you see their point of views of why Stark would want to do it this way uh-huh. and why Cap would want to do it this way. You see why Bruce, when he gets angry that like, hey, they don't really, like they said they wanted me, but really it's just, they want, the Hulk, or they're just always worried about the Hulk, and Thor with his fucking commentary in the 70s, he's like, you humans, you're so petty and (laughs) tiny. (laughs) When he says that, I laugh every time, and so tiny, and they on purpose shoot it from below so he looks bigger, because really, yeah, he's bigger, but like, muscle-wise, he's about the same. They use these great, throughout the movie too, they use these great, like, panning ones, shots, where it's all going, they do that one time with Loki and... Uh, Iron Man at the very end when they're fighting and Loki's choking and they come up on them but he kind of does this thing where it goes into the Tesseract and then it turns around and it shows them and it just shows whether it's them arguing or it's Loki maybe having some in, like some influence on them it doesn't matter and they all are arguing about points that make sense they're true to the character and just like it's just phenomenal that scene is my favorite it scene out really of the movie it's it, and I, I just love the pacing. Like, put on the suit. Put the pacing the and timing of it. It's just yeah, it's so snappy. And Hawkeye's going around. Hawkeye is always he's always yeah. big going around. And then I do like before you when it blows up, Cap's like put on the suit, and then starts like yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's what I like. I like how that like Cap and uh, Tony going at it in particular is obviously kind of like a foreshadow of what we're what kind of it's the groundwork. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just in Civil War, where those two are your you know your head honchos the. Movie cover main two playing oh, against yeah. each other, and you just have like it. I kind of forgot that they had they had like that bickering, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Particularly, it just shows their type of personalities of like in one moment, Cap's telling him to put the suit on, and Cap will not fight him unless he has a nail suit on. So classic, like good guy Captain America, and then down he just throws in his face, just like, oh, well, I'm afraid to hit an old man. Like it just shows yeah. their characters to a T. Like Captain America, this honorable, respectable guy. Tony Stark, this just piece of shit who's gonna call you out for some sort yeah. of thing, like, and I do like Cap a lot in this movie because it feels different than other versions. Because I feel like he's a lot more. I wouldn't say there's times where he legitimately just feels angry, and I think it's just because he just feels out of place. But when he's in the gym, just punching the bag, when he's in the argument, he disagrees with people a lot, and he yeah. seems like he feels like he's more right than people, and then eventually he accepts that he needs to work with the team and lead them, but I feel like he has, more so than any movie, a big chip on his shoulder, and I like that. It has a little edge to him. Even in Civil War, he's fighting his friends, but he never feels like he has an edge to him. This one, he feels like he has an edge because he's just, he's so unsure about everything. You know, he doesn't know who to trust, yeah. he doesn't know what to do, and I think Chris Evans... Yeah, I guess we can talk about him, but he's he's great as well. He carries the load and becomes shares the load. Kind of kind of shift. I don't think the shift happens yet, but it starts to between this and Winter Soldiers when that shift starts to happen. Of one, people starting to really like him, but two, of him kind of being the leader, even though Stark is like your poster, like hey, get the yeah. fans in. But really, as the leader of the team, Cap takes. I yeah, I I agree. I don't I don't love the character yet. As of as of this movie, I still think he's a he's a bit uh, bland. I I really like that. I mean, it's become a meme now, but I understood that reference. I understood that reference. That's a, that's a great <laughs> yeah, moment. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, I still think he's a, he's a little bit bland in this movie. But yeah. overall, I do like uh, the combination of him and Iron Man when they do end up working together. And I I think it is a, it does yeah that opening scene is a really good display of I I guess like I guess how how overwhelming it it, it is for him oh, and yeah. how different and like what kind of world he's and setting him really upon. fast. He doesn't even yeah. like, get time to cope 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 comprehend what's going on when an alien invasion's happening, you know? So, yeah, exactly. That's like, yeah, it's just times ten of what even uh, people in that timeline were already used to. So, yeah. that's a that's a good thing. One, one, one thing I had more on Iron Man is that opening scene, uh, I guess his introduction scene, he pops out of the water, flies by his dog, flies up his tower. I don't know, it just really struck me at, like, the, the quality of, like, the CGI in that yeah. scene. Uh, I guess comparing it since we had, we just recently watched Iron Man 1 and 2, but it just looked so good. Like, yeah. it just looked, like, on point. Just every, like, as he's flying through the city, every car and, like, every building looks real. And he's just cruising through it. And, uh, yeah, I just thought that scene in particular was really, really beautiful. And it, you can tell that, like, it's really all come together. And they're, <clears throat> as they're making these movies, uh, the, you know, the guys behind the scenes, they're really figuring it out and how to make all these things look good and how to make these characters work and... Obviously, how to put these characters together, and that's that's what this movie is all about. Mm -hmm. But yeah, a lot of a lot of little details like that, and yeah, this is just like that's the best scene so far of Iron Man flying through a city. And I, <laughs> and I, I think that's important because it's, yeah, those it's always it's always cool to see that. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's funny how what they say too transitions to the next character. Like when Chris Evans like he's talking to Nick Fury, and Nick Fury is like, "Oh, anything else we should know on Tesseract?" He's like, "Yeah, you should have left it in the sea." That transitions to uh, Tony Stark in the sea doing his thing. Mm. Bottom of the ocean, he says. I don't think they say sea. I don't think he's a like pirate, ocean. but you know. Well, you know, <laughs> you just got shut down. Too. What's everything wrong with special came for, Everything special about you came out from out of the bottle. The other thing I will say about Cat when you're talking about him being a bit bland, there were a lot of cut scenes, and originally when Joss Whedon wrote the script. Captain America was more of the main character, like kind of the guide throughout. And they, they you can see some of those scenes on uh, the Blu-ray. There's a scene where the waitress he saves that is on the news later. And it's like, oh, Captain America saved me. Yeah, there, I thought that was a bit strange. There's yeah. a meet cue that got cut where he is just at a diner and she meets him and they talk and it's like one of his first interactions with a person and she doesn't know he's Cap. He's just having lunch and he's just like, oh, I like he's boss. And like just doesn't know that what makes to do. more sense. So yeah, I think it's kind scene, of weird. Out. Yeah, there's a few scenes where I'm like, oh, we could have cut that. That scene I wish they kept because it is weird that they single out. It's not in the interview. It's there's so many close-up shots on her during yeah. the action. Who is that actress, by the way? What do I know her from? Um, I, I don't know if you know her from a person, but she does the voice for. Um, I've seen name? her in something oh, okay. recently. Oh, I can't in remember. People are gonna years. hate me, but it's not one of my all-time favorite games. But I think it's. Uh, jo Ellie for from Last of Us. She has the voice of the the little girl and the the teenage girl in that. But mm. I, I recognize yeah. her face from yeah. something. Yeah. I can't remember what. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what. From this movie, do we have anything specific to shout out? Because I got a bunch of like little notes to go, which I know we could talk about. But. Uh, I have something to shout out. Uh, Chris or not Chris? Uh, Eric Selvig. Um, Selvig or Selvig. I, I think it's Selvig. Yeah. Selvig. I've okay. said Selvig a couple times. I think, you know, without him, the Avengers would have lost and the Earth would have been destroyed. That's what it comes down to. You just love singling out these fucking, like, solo characters. That now, I have so proof. Minor. I have proof to back this up. I have. Yeah. So, uh, Natasha I'm going to find Romanoff, out what that actress is from. Because it's, it's yeah. Natasha Romanoff calls him out saying, like, oh, it's not your fault, Doctor. 
uh, you weren't yourself. And he's like, I like to think that I was. I put a fail-safe into the uh, machine. So without him doing that, the Avengers were lost. True, they never tried to just cover it, like the Hulk cover with his hand, so I think that could have worked. Do you think that could have worked? I, I feel like maybe they added that because it's like, Oh shit, now how are they going to stop this thing? <laughs> yeah. And that, that kind of works. It's an easy way to do it. Because that way you don't need, any other, you don't need any other scene to build it up. Mm -hmm. he but you are right. Floor. I mean, as the movie stands itself, he is very, very important. Mm -hmm. But then without the Avengers, they wouldn't have like, I mean, self. But it, also, if you don't have Black Widow to, to poke it, then yeah. True. the movie doesn't work either. It also is weird how Eric Selby goes insane, kind of nuts afterwards, when he seems perfectly sane after... The events that can happen, you know. Sure, that happens to Tony. He was already Tony's pretty crazy, PTSD. Though. I want to ask you guys about Hawkeye because I kind of talked about him already. I like I said, I feel like he's a good character near the end. He had some liners, but really, I feel like he's very. He's not that flushed out. We don't get to meet him. We don't like. It's just he's normal, and then it's like right into the battle, and he gets some cool battle stuff. But I feel like I, I, like I said, I'm not the biggest fan of him being evil. Hawkeye in really his first movie. So I think that's always... I don't think it hurts this movie, but I think it hurt him going forward, and I think that's why it's always kind of a meme, like, oh, well, no one cares about Hawkeye. Yeah, I guess it, it is cool to see him do some spy stuff. Like, we see him uh, kind of breaking into that uh, place with Loki at the start. But still, like, all of it isn't really him, right? It's some distorted uh, yeah, yeah. version of himself. So, yeah, I mean, I don't think there's... It, when you look at this character compared to, I guess, Avengers 2, that's the one where he... He's with the family. Yeah, yeah, big time. Yeah. It's like the Hawkeye movie, which is like... Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, if you compare it to that, obviously he doesn't even shine a light on, on what he became in that movie. Uh, and, I mean, I've always kind of just thought he's the, his powers. I mean, what, he just, like, shoots arrows? You like Legolas, though. It's, it's, not, it's just not as cool as the other people, inherently. He does some cool stuff with it, for sure. Yeah. And I mean, like, the classic when he's, like, not even looking, and he snipes, and then he has, like, the grappling hook. He's got all the arrows, but he also runs out of an arrow at one point. Then he just walk, walks by feet and picks up another arrow. It's like, come on, really? Is, yeah. that, is, that, is that how you're going to solve this it's, issue? Is it's like he just had an arrow they, they covered that pretty good, though, because he uses the arrow and kills the one guy behind him, and then he uses another arrow, and then he yeah. realizes out, and then he grabs his arrow back. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. It's tough for me because, yeah, his power is nothing. For me, it's always been the character of Hawkeye, which I really love. He is, in the comic books, where not, like, they can be quippy, but they're not as quippy as the Marvel, like, the MCU tone they took. He is one of the quippier characters. I've always called him... Yeah, I, I guess like it's, it's curious that, like, what, what, what he could have been had he just been part of the team and he was in that science scene in that lab equipping with all of them hanging hey, no. out. I'm curious like what that would have been like. I, I do think if They could have made it work, obviously. I, I do think if he's not... I, see, that's where I disagree. I think if he's not bad guy Hawkeye, he's just not in this movie. I think he's just taken out and no more. Same thing as um, Joss Whedon did not want Black Widow in this movie. I think we went over the Iron Man 2. He wanted Wasp, but they said, no, you gotta do this. And then he made it work. But I think Hawkeye's the same thing that if Hawkeye's not evil Hawkeye and then turns, I think they're just like, yeah... We don't need Hawkeye in this movie, and I don't know if Hawkeye. But I don't. Back, yeah. I don't know when you would introduce him because in Iron Two, maybe solo I, movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. But I don't think he nowadays they can do any solo movie. They did Guardians, and they can do anything they want. But back then, yeah. I don't think they even could have pulled off a Hawkeye solo movie. I think that's one that would have been tough to get people to the. Theaters. I probably wouldn't have. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have gone to the theater yeah. to see that. Yeah, in fact. In fact. In fact. Yeah. But I would now. I want a Hawkeye movie, even though he's gonna die. You're going to get an ad break, and then you're going to be right back to the episode. 
I have one beef with this film that I gotta put out what there. What is the beef? So, the RPG was one, but uh, this, this other one is huge, I think. So, the only F-22 they send to the city to fight the aliens is the one carrying the nuke just to blow up everything. That is so stupid. The council is like, oh, we're, the Avengers are failing, that's it, we need to launch this nuke. They didn't send any fighter jets at all. If they sent fighter jets, and the United States has fighter jets, if they sent in their freaking fighter jets, they could have probably turned the tide of the battle easily. The, they didn't. They sent one yeah. jet to, with a nuke. That's yeah. all they did. I, I can say watching this movie, I don't think it's a con, I don't think it's necessarily dated, but I'm happy this idea of the council isn't back. I don't think I need Nick Fury talking to a bunch of faceless people that... I guess, they have faces. Well, no, Bodyless I, I guess I think I'm wrong. <laughs> I Actually, I'm 100% wrong, I think, actually. They, come they were in Winter Soldier. Yeah, they were in Winter, but they, all get, they get kind of killed they all off. They murdered. Well, they don't, there's few that make it out, because remember Black Widow poses as mm -hmm. one. Like, they save a few, but I mean, in the sense of these big crossover movies, this is not a big reoccurring well, they don't exist thing. anymore, because S.H.I.E.L.D. doesn't exist anymore. So. No, I know, but that's what I mean. I'm happy it didn't carry on, because oh. I think what they need to do with the council got accomplished. I didn't need three other movies of Nick Fury always battling or Robert Downey battling with these people in a room. It just, it doesn't feel dated, but I do feel like it's something that could feel dated a little. That's the most thing that feels like, this feels a little 2004-ish, you yeah. know? Like, it's fine, it works, they make it work, <coughs> Sam Jackson's a good actor. It's just like in a movie with all these other characters, you don't want to spend the time to learn about those characters, so why bother with it? You don't need it, right? Yeah, and we don't... I, I guess they needed to set up the nuke, so I get that, because you need to find a way... You don't really need to, though, because the way that they beat them is with Selvig and Black Widow. The nuke was just that we need a way for Stark to get yeah. into there. But you easily, I guess... I don't know. You could have swapped that for the present, but I know them. They don't want to make the present seem like he's a really bad guy because it's an American movie, so... I get the idea of the council. I that's what I'm saying. I think it works this movie. I'm just happy it's gone because just even that thought, mm. thinking about you bringing up the council and them like continue. I'm just like, oof. Like I would not want to see them involved in civil war or anything like that. Like uh, like it just feels that like that's yeah. a comic book trope that I don't want. And I'm happy. I'm happy there. They well, I guess we'll talk about that Winter Soldier because like I totally forgot they do come back in like a minor role and they kind of just like yeah, that, that's not a thing anymore. From I mean, Shield. you are right though, Taylor. Like. Where were the fighter jets, you know? They yeah, been. all that we saw was a couple of soldiers, that's it, and the policemen. The policemen, yeah, they're just all... Why should I listen to you? I do like that scene. It was like, why should I listen to you? And then Cap kills those aliens, he's like, okay, nine people in the precinct, and 20... Like, that's a good scene. I, 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 the point is, like, you know, where where's the government? Where yeah, are they fight the They want to nuke it. They don't want to send the fireflies. That was S.H.I.E.L.D. that wanted to nuke it, though. Shield was the council, damage. but I mean there was yeah. there was no military. That just seems like not even that smart because all yep. these all these aliens are flying and they're coming from a portal. But so there's uh, things that like you're not really gonna necessarily nuke. When you say it's not that smart, you also have to remember that Shield eventually was Hydra. So it's like, did they have some? Mm. Were they gonna use that as a way like, oh yeah, you should nuke it for the safety in New York? But really, it's like let's fight. Just kill them. Yeah, yeah. Here's our yeah. No, no, because this is. The you know the the whole thing the enemy and my enemy is my friend here. I think even in this instance, Hydra has encountered these aliens for the first time, just like Shield, and this has a great impact on their plans. Threatening. And they don't want to compromise. That. Uh, I don't think it's the first time because uh, this is what's gonna fuck you up. Captain Marvel's happening, 
and there's aliens in Captain Marvel, Nick Fury, they're all in there. So that's where it's like, yeah, and this point it was, all, but Captain Marvel is yeah, We haven't seen Captain Marvel. But yet. I'm saying they've dealt with aliens before, and I still think that little portal thing, if a nuke hits it, that would also close it as well. I think they did the safe way of using the... I don't think so, because it's got that energy made up of the Tesseract. But you don't know so. Yeah, that's what, that's what it is. But I'm saying Hydra would be like, oh yeah, Hydra and the bad guys be like, oh yeah, they'll be fine. That'll close it. But he, uh... I'm saying that's why, that's why, yes, it's a stupid move, but you can still chalk it up to, like, this is a shady organization that turned out to be bad guys. Like, mo- like at least 50-50 of them are bad guys, 50. so... So you think it was a shot of them trying to kill the Avengers? No, not at all. They didn't know the Avengers were. I think it's completely, they just wanted to destroy the aliens and it's classic, like, stupid government. I'm saying, you know, you could spin it, you know. Only with Captain Marvel coming out now. If Captain Marvel wasn't coming out, then it wouldn't work that way. I could still spin it of, like, okay, we got our chance to take out New York and hopefully this kills these aliens, so. Hopefully. Yeah. So that's you knew. What actress was from Blind Spot? Oh, oh. That's and that's why I didn't recognize it. I only walked half of that show, and it wasn't really that good. You really liked it when it started. I liked the first, like... And Lady shows. Sif is in there, too. Emily Sif? Lady Sif from Thor. Yeah, I know. She's the main yeah. the main person. Lots of Marvel movies. It was an alright show, and then it wasn't. And Check out the Blind watching. Spot retrospective. It's coming. Did that, show get a, did that show ever get a season two? Yeah, I think it's really popular. Right oh, is it? Yeah, I think so. Uh, the normies like it. Yeah. <laughs> Taylor, you were going somewhere, you were like, ah, and then Dylan rudely cut you off. I was going to say, why did they have either. the helicarrier in the water in the first place? Is that just to be, like, cool? Just to gas up? Just to gas up? Well, just because it's more viable to, you know, get Stage people man. onto that <laughs> as opposed to get them to drop this little flying aircraft. Yeah. Don't you think? But the whole rest of the movie is them flying around, though. And but how come airplanes start on the ground? They have to pick people up, right? Yeah. Oh, snap. There you go. Imagine uh, if you had to get on a plane to go to Vancouver, <laughs> and you had to get on the plane when it was in the air. Wouldn't well, that be tricky? Why would I fly to the helicarrier on the water, and then the helicarrier flies No, but air? you drive to the airport, right? Why am I going to drive the helicarrier when it's on the water? You know what? But I you think, drive to the dock, and you get on that. I think the real answer is because <laughs> but it, it, it uses less fuel to... to yeah. Float about as opposed to <laughs> flying a plane. No, the real answer was for the normies to be like, it's a big boat, and the same reason Captain America yeah, normies are getting Give them $10, like, oh, that's something I haven't seen. But, like, I don't think something that can fly should be flying all the time. Okay, <laughs> I got a counter for you. Okay, so... <laughs> Why is he so okay, okay, so in The Winter Soldier, Winter Soldier. Uh, Nick Fury is so happy to announce that these helicarriers, once they go up, they never have to come down. They fly all the yeah, time. Yeah, and how did that go? They end up all being destroyed because it was not a good idea. No, it was a good idea. It was just Hydra was screwing Hydra. around. It was, no, it wasn't it was Hydra. Idea. It was a good idea. No, Nick Fury's idea was to monitor everybody and to have the ability to kill anybody at a moment. That's a good idea. We in that have... movie, you see why it's not a good idea. Say that for Winter Soldier. No, 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 the movie no. literally ends with Hydra... Hacking these machines and getting them to kill yeah, innocent people. Hydra, that's bad. Oh, but hey, it was made for oh, good intentions. God. They could have killed. They could have killed Baron whatever ego. Baron, Baron, Baron ego. <laughs> you just compared to you, Baron ego. I like how you called him Baron. Dude. <laughs> they could have killed Zemo before he did anything bad, and then they could have oh. killed Ultron too. Ultron would have been dead. Before. No, that's not how that works. Ultron was a thing in Tony Stark's mind that he created. Yeah, but he was a robot that could have killed with the helicarrier. Or Ultron would have just hacked into them and taken them over, just like Hydra. No. Hydra was in their no. systems. Ultron hacks and takes over stuff all the time in Ultron. He literally creates vision. I'd like to see a movie where he hacks the helicarrier. 
Well, he's dead, so I don't think it's gonna happen. Please don't bring Ultron back. <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll get to Avengers two eventually. Any major points to shout out here? Uh, well, I think it's worthy of noting that 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 ending fighting scene is is so awesome. Seeing them, obviously, that tan shot of all of them standing the in a circle, and I love. Uh, I think it's Iron Man who tells them all, you know, where to go and what the plan is. Mm -hmm. Who is who does that? He says Cap call it, and he lets Cap right. take over. And yeah. Cap says you do that, and then Hulk I I think I think they do a good job of not like avoid. I I think some people you know like some casual people were like you know what are Black Widow and Hawkeye doing here? Like these guys are so weak compared to the others. But I think they kind of I feel like they kind of address that in these movies, mm -hmm. and that you know they all have different strengths. And yes, some are wildly stronger than the others, but I still think they all have their their purpose, and they can all. Like, you know, Hawkeye, you're going you're gonna to scout out the patterns. That's what you're going to do, man. Yeah. And, you know, he's probably pretty good at that. He has good eyes. And he's always in his nest. And, and Black Widow's down on the ground fighting people. Captain America's fighting people on the they ground. Pulling, you know, showing to the people, the people on the streets, that they have heroes and that they're right there with them. You know, they're right there alongside them helping out. Yeah. So, I, I really, obviously, that's just such a awesome fight scene. I love... Hulk just cruising around, destroying buildings and oh, destroying yeah. those giant flying thingamajigs. It's just such, just awesome. Oh, classic awesome action! Hulk punching Thor at the end of it. Yes, so, yeah, I like that. Yeah, like, yeah, like I can nice say, touch. I can say that is my favorite scene, but this is just right out there. Like this was the airport before the airport happened. You know, just seeing all yes. the shit go down, heroes being cool, kicking ass, taking names, taking names, taking ass, taking <laughs> ass, kicking names. Kickin names. Yeah, and uh, I thought there was another point I had about that, but I, I don't remember it not. No. I don't. Do you have another point about that, Taylor? I like uh, that fight scene uh, at the end with uh, the chemistry between Jarvis and Tony Stark. I think, you know, out of all the times <laughs> that I've seen the two, they have good chemistry in this moment where he's like... Uh, have you ever seen Jarvis? Yeah, he's Vision. Spoiler! <laughs> I guess. <laughs> um... But I like the part where uh, he starts opening up his laser, and Jarvis is like, "You'll your your suit will run out of power before you penetrate that armor." And then he's like, uh, "Jarvis, you know the story of uh, of Jonah?" And he's like, "I don't think that's an appropriate role model, sir, or something like that." Uh, I like those that balance between the two. It's it's very good. You're gonna get an ad break, and then you're gonna be right back to the episode. Um. The thing I remember is I like when Hawkeye shoots Loki with the arrow and Loki catches like all cocky like oh you thought you were gonna hit me and then nothing fucking explodes in yeah. his face. Fantastic. I will say the classic Hawkeye misdirection. Which arrow am I shooting? <laughs> yeah. I will say this is a world that has a green monster, aliens invading, Captain America, Thor, the God of Thunder. Which I didn't realize the other day he should be the God of Lightning because Thunder just makes no noise. But that's alright. Um, the thing that I still can't buy, maybe the most out of all this, is when, in the middle of that argument, Hawkeye's going around, he's taking over this base, he has an arrow, he shoots it, that has the exact socket as, like, this com computer terminal. So he shoots it into a computer terminal, it splits it into two, and it goes into the power wall sockets, and then mm -hmm. he can start hacking the computers. The most unbelievable thing in this movie that every time I still see him like that's stupid like I can get past all this stuff and everyone's like that's fucking dumb they should have found a different way it's literally I just pictured him like 
in the like armory, like picking out what arrows he's gonna equip with, and he's like, you know what? I always like to bring one or two of these. I'm use this one. He has like a few. He has like one with like different USBs. Like, oh, I gotta bring a micro USB. You never know when that will come. Anyone out. need a charger? Oh, here you go. Iron Man's gonna charge his phone. That, that's why we bring Hawkeye. He's the glue, and he charges our shit. <laughs> Would have been more realistic for you in the sense if he shot three arrows into one to land each. Plug? I think if you no. shot mini, I think if you shot a bunch of mini arrows that all like fit actually into the sockets themselves. Cause what do they actually take on that ship? They get Loki back, but when they do the hacking of the computer, oh, they were just trying to shut down the propellers. Oh yeah, yeah. they should just shot a bomb in the fucking propellers. Yeah, like, they, did they didn't the need the wall socket. I know, but then they didn't need the wall socket. It's true. It yeah, and the other I guess it shuts down their communication. The only thing I hate about that battle, that um, I, I think that uh, propeller scene, like it's a good like little action break. I think the Hulk and Thor stuff's better. The only thing I don't like is at one point Captain America has a gun and he's just like. Like I don't like just, the gun. Yeah, what? I don't like the gun. I don't, it's fine with the gun. I just don't like that that's what he's resorting to. My cat would jump down there and start beating guys up, but he's just like, and there's just like this 30 second battle of like him shooting and he ducks, and then the bad yeah. guy shoots. It's like, that was not thought out well. Like, that's the only thing that I point out. I was like, that was not a good scene. Like, them shooting each other. It's the same thing in Justice League. Like, Batman's fighting a parademon over a gun. It's like, anytime you have your heroes just like fighting over or fighting with guns, it's like, just have him throws all you need to do. Throw the fucking shield you caught. I don't think he throws the shield enough. In this movie. No, it doesn't. And that's why, look at Indian Jones. There's a classic scene where Harrison Ford, of course, is really tired one day. And they choreograph this big fight scene with swords. And it's a classic scene of the guy where he's running on the sword. And Harrison Ford, Indian Jones, takes out his gun and he shoots him. And he puts it back in. It's a classic moment. The reason that happens is because... Harrison Ford, oh, I don't want to shoot this scene. And they're like, well, what should we do? Well, India has a gun. He never uses it, so... He should use his gun now. And it's a classic scene. You could have chopped those 30 to 45 <laughs> seconds of this cat going and getting it back. You didn't need this stupid gunfight that happens, you know? So that's just something that always bugs me. Another uh, shout out. I love the uh, Iron Man shooting his lasers off of uh, Cap's shield. It's just like a very quick little, it's kind of like in the background even, but yeah. it's a nice, nice touch. Yeah. Nice touch. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good. I have some quick notes and stuff like that. Uh, I got a lot of good lines, but I love um, at one point when Loki says, does an ant have a quarrel with a boot? And then Sam Jazz goes, are you planning to step on us? <laughs> but like that line of just like this, an ant have a quarrel with a boot. It just perfectly shows like, well, yeah, because that boot doesn't mean any harm, but it's going to kill his ant, right? Like it's just walking. It's just being a boot, you know? Being a boot. I like that's the way he puts it. Black Widow, I like the line when he says, oh, Black Widow, the Russian guy's like, oh, Black Widow, just a pretty face. And goes, you think I'm pretty? Like, I like the little, the, the crap, the... The Kremnop. It's Kremnop. It's a classic Kremnop is what it is. I don't know, the machismo Black Widow, you know, the... Yeah. The, the moldy cheese. There's a word I really want to use, I can't think of it. It's not crap. The escargot. Um, I don't know what you're trying to say, so I'm no. just throwing that in words. Um, I like uh, Loki's scene when he does get everyone to kneel. And there's a few things I like when Cat America, of course, has his cheesy line when he hits down. And he's like, you know, last time I was in Germany and a lot of people were kneeling down in front of a guy, we had a disagreement. <laughs> it's just like classic Captain America. It like, really lays it out. Yeah. And I actually, for some that could have been cheesy, something like, and I'm... Using Justice League a lot, because I actually just watched it last week, but movies do this all the time. When they focus on a civilian or human and get that perspective, it's usually pretty cheesy. I like when that guy stands up in the middle of Loki's speech, mm -hmm. and he's just like, 
what are you doing? He's like, I'm standing up to you. And he's like, he's standing up to evil. And then Loki says, like, some of us like, we won't kneel to, to men like you. Yeah. It's like, there are no men like me. There are always men like you. Yeah, it's such, whoever, they did a good job of finding that extra. I'm really no, bring mad. Bring that guy back. I'm really mad. Bring I, that guy back. I, I bring him a solo movie. Infinity War. Yeah. I'm really mad. I was setting that up. Is the solo movie yeah, in Infinity War? I was setting that up to do that quote, and Taylor just took the quotes right from me. So <laughs> fuck Taylor Field. Taylor, yeah, I didn't feel like you were hitting. The I was about to get there. You were saying everything. You delivered. It was my off, Travis. Because there's Taylor's here to save the day. <laughs> there's still a point Sorry. where he's still talking about like you were meant to be ruled, and you all should kneel. And everything. You didn't let me finish. That it was before he talks to the old guy. Yeah, because it's you were already talking about what the old guy was saying. No, I wasn't. I was talking about what Loki said after. Doesn't matter. <laughs> wow. Either way, I was going to say it. Maybe I messed up some of the quotes, but that's about it. Um, for some reason, I'm going to shout this out. Cap at one point when he does a spin kick and he says, Not today. I do that all the time in my life when I do something. All the time. Yeah, it's just, it's like some classic Captain America, Chris Evans, like 80 Every morning lines. you do that to like wake yourself up in the morning. Not today. Get your alarm Not today. Yeah. Not today. Uh, let's see. I think I've brought up pretty much everything now. That's usually how it goes, but, uh... I yeah. guess we could mention the Stanley cameo, which is a... Hoax. A hoax? It's a hoax? Aliens in New York? You gotta be kidding me. Mm. Yeah, it's good. I, it's not one of the greatest ones. Definitely in a lower echelon. It, sure. it felt like they couldn't find um, a moment to add Stanley, so like, oh, we'll put him in the He should have been that old man standing up to Loki. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, yes. no, that took me Excelsior. <laughs> I, I forgot to say that, too, at the beginning of this cast. I've, the past three Marvel Rushers I've completely forgotten. I like that he was playing chess. You know, chess is one of the greatest games of all time. I like Colson and Cap scenes a lot. I think Taylor, Dylan, you said that you didn't find that funny. I found them quite funny. So I, I like them more than I was expecting, but oh, okay. he, I think he's still purposely like a kind of a boring character. Another line, this is why, once again, I think Captain America did great with these lines. Um, they're taught, it's when they're on the Hellcare for the first time, it's Bruce, Natasha, and Cap. And, Mr. Cap. And they're talking back and forth to again, try and steal from it's him. It's called a conversation. <laughs> they're talking back and forth. Yeah, they're having a conversation. And... <laughs> and... They... And then Natasha says, "Nextly, <laughs> Natasha introduces Bruce to Cap. Says this guy that's gonna help us to find the Tesseract." The and then Bruce is like, "Oh, is that the only word you've heard about me?" And Captain America, in the line that shows exactly one hundred percent Captain America, shakes hand and says, "That's the only word I care about, sir." As as perfect because you know he knows he's a big fucking green monster and not like Stark who's literally poking with stuff. Captain America is just like, "That's all I care about. You're here to help us. Yeah. Let's do this." Cat America's a fucking man. Cat America. Oh, you remind me of something huge. Like they're always been like you. <laughs> <laughs> so now they say that um, Samuel Jackson said that Bruce Banner was trying to replicate the serum that made Captain America. Yeah, I don't know. That's um, that doesn't seem legit. <laughs> no, I actually I didn't have my notes, but I thought about that exact same thing this time watching. When he's like, "Oh yeah, this is the guy who tried to replicate that." It's like. I didn't get the vibe that's what they were doing. <laughs> oh. I felt like he was kind of against that, because especially because like he's so against like um, Thunderbolt Ross using it as a weapon. It's like, well, Cap America was good, but he was still a weapon. Like yeah. Yeah. that's where, yeah, that, that didn't add didn't up at all. No. <laughs> so I think they just like, man, Bruce, like, what? I did. <laughs> oh, Edward Nor was into some weird stuff. How do you guys feel? Because often it changes. This is my thing. How do you feel about Cap suit? 
Because that they had that, they completely ran away from it. It's very skin tight. It has that like fold over where it's like, like it's almost like a yeah. a le a, a not a utard like a leotard in a way. Like it's I don't know. Like yeah, it's it's very different to the way it is now. Where now it's like more armor, like army like. This one uh, feels quite quite a bit more simple, I guess, mm -hmm. and it, I feel like it has less style to it. It's maybe more traditional. Maybe I'm pro I'm sure it's based off of some comic book run in particular. I think this was them like trying the to make it better. as I do too. I think they were trying to make it as close to the comics as possible, being realistic. I think what they do now is better, the more army approach. Yeah. I don't think it's funny when at first I was like, "Oh, that's an awesome suit," but as I saw the other one, I was like, "Yeah, I definitely prefer those ones." The new suits, like you, you can see them. They look like they have a certain texture to them. You know. Yeah. This one looks very like. It doesn't. It doesn't look like it would protect him that much. It looks very. I guess maybe they could spin it that way, but they, this one looks almost like what he would have wore in the shows for the World War Two. Remember when he does the propaganda? Uh, yes. That's yes. what that looks like. So maybe that's why they do even say like, "Hey, we made the suit," and he's like, "Oh, like the red and blue. That's a little old, right? Like old yeah. fashioned." And then yeah. Colson has that great line. He's like, "We could use a little old fashioned." Yeah. So maybe it works for this movie as well. That's a little more. I think on the cheesy side, but and I think it honestly looks better. I don't know what's going on with his helmet. I think it looks better. That suit is fine with his helmet off. I think. I that, actually, yeah. I, I think really like the helmet off. I think the helmet now is more again more army like more advanced like weapon based. This is just very. It's like shellhead. Like I don't know, not shellhead. Shellhead, head, but yeah, shellhead coming to theaters twenty eighteen. Uh, the other thing I put on was. There's a lot of time after Thor gets put in that hole there and they ship him down. There's a lot of time he's just in that field standing around. Because so much has passed. They're talking about putting the team together. They're having all these conversations. And they show the montage of Cap getting ready, Hawkeye. And Hawkeye and Black Widow have that scene which, yeah, he just gets bumped in the head. I guess that's good enough. But anyways, they're all getting ready. And then when they show Thor getting ready, he's still just in that field. He's like, oh, he doesn't have my... That's all he was doing for like half an hour. Just standing in this field like thinking about his thoughts. So. Well, he, you know, he's, he's got an ego on him, I guess. Mm. That is everything I have for my notes of the Avengers. I had a lot of them, but we covered them. Well, we could talk about the post-credit scenes <clears throat> real quick. This is the two things. One, it's definitely the birth of the thing I don't like of the comedic comic book and credit scene being last. Because they this is the first movie with two. They do the big I don't Thanos. remember ever actually seeing that one before. I think this is the first time I saw it. Oh, really? The Schwarm? Or, or it's just boring, so I forgot about it. I think it's a great scene. I just don't know if I liked what happened later on. Like I said, kind of made this tradition of, oh, we got a funny one, and we got that. I don't think we always need a funny one, but um, the Thanos scene is good. It just sets it up. It just, yeah. that was, that's kind of what I'm expecting to get at Infinity War 2 or Avengers 4, that thing of like, oh, this is what's next for us, but that was, and the thing is, when I remember saw that, I thought for sure he was going to be fucking the villain of Avengers 2. I didn't think we were going to... have to wait till. <laughs> yeah, like, and it's I think... years. Yeah, I think in the waiting for fanboys, people can say, well, they <coughs> should have they should have waited, but now in the long run, it worked. It did work. Yeah. He just turns around and smiles, and the shawarma scene is, I think it's great. I think it's great for... This movie. I don't think I, I think need it, it more. It is kind of funny. I like how Cap is kind of sitting there. He's like really distraught. He like, <laughs> I don't know. He, I guess there was no food left for him or something. He's sitting on the sidelines. Well, he also can't get drunk too, right? So it kind of sucks. Ah, uh, yes. Well, it doesn't suck. I don't drink, so. Don't do it. Don't drink, kids. Drugs for drugs. Drugs. Drugs for drugs. I do want to put it out there too. That this, is the, guy. this is the movie that 
uh, births Vulture. True, okay. Yes. I feel like... They call back to this one, for sure. I guess, I feel like he's just not something you need to show out, as Spider-Man Homecoming literally starts with him back at this movie, so I feel like the way you said it made it sound like, hey, guess what, like, this starts it, but you know what, fun, fun fact. Yes. Well done, Spider-Man. You wouldn't know it without watching Spider-Man Homecoming, but... Yeah. For people who haven't seen Homecoming, why? Why is he connected? Why does well, he Well, they're always gonna like you. He got... <laughs> <laughs> he, he got a big contract with the city to clean up all the alien equipment, yeah. and Stark just comes in and says, no, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm cleaning it up. Bitch. I'm taking all the yeah. Man, one time I want to see him close to again. I don't know if we're going to get it, but I want to see him Michael Keaton and Stark. You're not going to get it? No, we're not going to get it. Stark's not with men like you. They can have a race <laughs> just flying around. That'd be neat. I think Iron Man would be like Bird Flight, that VR game. Yeah. Oh, God. Flights, yes. Eagle Flight. Eagle Flight. It's just called Sorry. Flight. Um, Is it? Flight. Yikes. For sure it's called fucking terrible game. Um, it might be good, dude. Yeah. Anyway. Do we have any other notes to say about Avengers? How do you feel about that janitor? Well, son, you got a condition. Big shout out to him. He passed away last year. He's a oh, good actor. Um, I don't remember the scene. Sorry. What scene? Hulk fell through the roof and oh, it's right. like, are you an alien? Yeah. It's like, no. And the guy's like, well, son, you got a condition. There's yeah. always been like you. There's always, there's always been like <laughs> That's that. That's getting new uh, from my point of view. <laughs> there's, there's always, always been like, like you. you. <laughs> um, it's, a, it's a fun... The combo meme. It's, it's a we fun... We just birthed a new Geek First meme. It's a fun scene. I like the line. Mm-hmm. I would agree. I think that's all I have to say on Avengers Avengers 1, yep. the first Avengers. Yeah, most of them I have final thoughts, but I don't... Well, there is a movie called Avengers, so be careful there. Yeah, that one almost screwed me over when I was trying to find this one. <laughs> well, I call, it's Avengers the first Avengers, you know? Okay. It's actually Marvel's The Avengers. Ah, uh, duh. Yeah, I've said everything I need to. Nickelodeon's Characters are great. Storylines are great. The ones that it sets up, the ones that ends and one continues. The writing is great. The dialogue is quippy. There's some great intense moments. There's some comedic moments. There's some heartful moments. This film is everything you wanted to be and more. You already know that, I imagine, because this is a beloved film. For me, this is easily a 10 out of 10. This is <coughs> a fantastic movie that the second it's over, I can watch it again. When you get that zoom out shot of Pepper and Tony putting together a thing in there, they've never done it yet, but in the comic books, they used to all get cards where they could be called or they could all swipe the Avengers Tower to go in, but they're making that. You see when they zoom out the A and they're going to make that yeah. Avengers Tower. And just that score of the Avengers theme is just playing and you just go, scores. man... I can't wait to see what's now. Yeah, I didn't even sell, shut that out. The score is fantastic. I think this is the one that, out of the first ones, it really, not kind of like Iron Man because that's more soundtrack. And I think the score is good there too. I like the Incredible Hulk score, but this one really, obviously they still use it, but it really stays put. There's a reason they're bringing Alan Silvestri back for Infinity War, I think, because they like that style. So I I think this movie, Talk to Bottom, is great. And like I said, when it's zooming out, you just, man, I can't wait to see what's next. The better thing is, it's delivered. Yeah, there's been some movies that aren't, knock out of the park like this but it's been a great ride and every time i see it second this ends i want to watch iron man 3 i want to watch mm. it like it gets me excited and uh yeah if you think it's a great superhero movie of all time i can't say you're wrong because it's it's easily it's easy up there so mm -hmm. yeah I, I just have like a couple kind of like minor issues really but like for the most part thinking about like how i guess bold this was of a movie at the time seeing all these characters obviously we've seen it now and like Civil War, how many characters is, and it seems like everyone gets their moment in this movie. There's, you know, less characters than Civil War, but still, like, they're all 
I mean, maybe with the lack of Hawkeye, they're yeah. all like really developed and kind of have story, have some good moments, have some good fight scenes, have some good emotional scenes, and have good interactions between each other. And it's fun just to see them meeting each other for the first time. Too. Yeah. And it's a wow. Hulk's here. Someone's meeting someone. Hulk but, in the house. Hulk in the house. It's still this movie is still entertaining, still fun, and I still kind of pick out new little things uh, each time I watch it. Till this day. Six years later, so well done, Marvel. You really yeah. killed it with it. And the obvious point is just like I didn't even show up, but just seeing those characters interact, it's just yeah. so much fun. Every time I still, even though now we've seen them for like so many years and they're friends now in the current mm. movies and they know each other, well, just it's, seeing them meet each other for the first time again is always great. And a scene that I didn't show is I love when Thor or Cap or Thor, or Cap, Thor and Cap are fighting in New York and Cap gets knocked down and Thor just pulls him up. He's like, oh, you ready for another? And Cap's like, oh, I wouldn't have it any other way. And like, I got that like legless Gimli vibe of like, yeah, yeah. hey, we're having fun, <laughs> but we're probably going to die, but let's just do this. You know, like, it's so good. It's so damn good, this mm. movie. Yes. Um, we yeah. started with you, we're finishing. I, I think, you know, this movie is fantastic. Like, when it came out in theaters, I went and saw it. It was great. And then when I asked my dad if he wanted to see it, because I want to see it again, he said, he said no, leave me fuck alone. I don't want to see these dogs. He said he already saw it. He didn't ask me, so he saw it on his own. That's not right on that story. I'm not seeing it. And then you said, that's always men like you. <laughs> I'm not seeing this movie until I get my money back from the Dutch. <laughs> the Dutch. Uh, There's always men like you, Dad. There's always men like you. But I think this movie will stand as the uh, best superhero movie of all time and the best Marvel movie yet. Yet. <laughs> yet so. as A in... A blockbuster that will blow you all away. Do you mean yet as in like when this came out? That's a yeah, yeah. Order-wise? I think currently right now. Yes. Because if someone buys this off the shelf right now and they look and they see the best Marvel no, movie yet... No, that's not how it works. That's but that is actually how it works. That's how it works. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> but I think uh, there are always fuckers like you. There's always fuckers like you. There's always best movies like you. Oh, thank you. Um, I think. Well, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Did you make an entrance? I don't think so. Shout out to Joss Whedon. I think uh, you know. Yeah, Joss Whedon. I mean, he couldn't replicate it for Justice. <laughs> you had it in there. Oh man, we just shit over Justice so much, but. Sorry to me when I watch Avengers, it's like, man, they really knocked it out of the park. And you see Justin, you're like, man, that's the way it could have gone. And I'm sorry if you like Justin, but that's the fucking truth. That is the truth. And the further we get away from Suicide Squad, just realize that was the Joker. It's awful. Okay. I'm not going to disagree with these facts. There's just people that come around like, yeah, it really was that good. It's like, yeah, that's what I told you when the movie came out. Those DC fuckboys. But, uh, <laughs> I think... Always call it always fuck boys like Okay. I think, you know... It's past Taylor time. It's past Taylor time. It is. A scale of one to six Avengers. <laughs> I thought you were going to give it out of one. Uh, you might still give it six out of six. Well, what do you think I was going to give it? I thought... Well, no, I thought you'd give it a ten, ten, but now I think your scale is like, oh, I'm going to give it out of six because there's six Avengers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna give it six Avengers out of six Avengers. So does that mean you gave Suicide Squad ten Suicide Squatters out of ten Suicide Squatters? It's not ten members of Suicide Squad. Oh god, I didn't actually get down that rabbit hole. Suicide I'm gonna give this. I'm gonna give this movie five super suits out of five super suits. <laughs> what are the super? How many super suits are there? There's five super suits oh, on this rating scale. Oh, really? Yeah.
I just made it up now. Anyway. <laughs> well, we are not done, ladies and gentlemen. We're no. probably only halfway through the Bar retrospective. We're never but done. there are no podcasts like us. Taylorfield, where can they find us? They are, but no, no one that brings this this level. We are the only podcast on the internet with a Taylor Field. And we're the only podcast that is making a meme out of their only men like you. I can promise you that. No podcast. <laughs> and combining it with the uh, Star Wars meme. Yeah, well, that one's bought the wrong, but we. Definitely. But we're combining. Yeah. Like, that's revolutionary meme technology. Yeah, we've been what the Avengers did for podcasts. Yeah. It's something you never thought could be done. Mm-hmm. Big combinations. Big combinations. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, so... And you're just going to read off the description of the movie or something? <laughs> Marvel makes cinematic history. That's pretty impressive. <laughs> they were really cocky. Though. Geek first makes an outstanding podcast. <laughs> unprecedented masterpiece. Joss Whedon creates an unprecedented masterpiece. That was the review of I our guarantee podcast. Justice League won't have that on the back of his cover. <laughs> <laughs> this movie was all right. <laughs> There's always movies. <laughs> <laughs> But we got Wonder Woman, so give us your money. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, all you fans and fandangos out there, you can tune in. (laughs) No, that's not nice. That's as good as your, that's not a party. That's your, that's not a party, Lord. There's always... parties. (laughs) Parties. <laughs> I, I, won, I won the There's Always Line for tonight. Give it up. Uh, so yeah, with your internet connection, your Tesseract power, and your arrows that shoot into three outlets and hack, you can go find us. <laughs> That's true. That's probably it. We should make an arrow of that. Yeah. <laughs> Subscribe to our podcast or something. You can find us on Google. You go Google, you type Google. in Facebook. And when you go into Facebook, you type in in the search bar. Geek first, space, podcast, space bar, not the space word. You gotta do that because it'll take you somewhere. I still haven't checked it out. I'll go do that tonight, maybe. If I have time, I don't know. We'll see. And then once you get onto our Facebook page, you're gonna find all this awesome content like the Marvel Retrospectives. Yes. You're gonna find all of the stuff like the dynamic duos, right? That's good. You're gonna find <laughs> That's good, right? <laughs> waka waka. <laughs> There's gonna be running out of It's my birthday. <laughs> Gauntlet stuff is coming up. Gauntlet, always. Shh. I think when this releases, you have a title match coming up with Tyler Briggs, or you're either a champion or you've lost. But either way, there's a oh, there's some big one stuff. One of three things can happen. <laughs> yeah, and go find out, because there's some big stuff popping. We legitimately do not know. Go over to Patreon. If you like what we do here, you could be listening to this weeks early. You'd be listening to this when we recorded it. It's a good time. That's not... Well, shut up. <laughs> it's, clo- it's close to true. I'll give that. Give you that. Uh, a dollar gets you a huge amount of content. Five dollars gets you everything from mm-hmm. God. Spider-Man retrospective. Maybe there's going to be a rod or not up there every once in a when while. When is this debuting? I don't know. I think it's February. Oh, because Valentine's Rodon is almost uh, edited and coming out. Oh, almost edited. Wow. But we thank you very much for tuning into this. Please subscribe. If you cannot support us on Patreon, that's fine. Give us a subscription. Give us a review. Give us a like. That helps us grow the channel. Tell it helps us do more spinoff shows. There's lots of stuff we want to do. We can only do it with your help. Your support for this show has been amazing. It's yes. great. The numbers from our retrospective, we're really happy with it. We want to hear more from you guys. Do you agree with us? Do you think there's always? Do you think there's more men like you out there? You let us know. And until then, have a marvelous time. And then we'll see you in the post credit scene. <laughs> I think it was just post credits. You and I added scene. Legitimately, I think it's post credits. God damn it! We're never gonna get this right. Have you included like uh, one of those?
post-credit random conversations on every one of these. Yeah, I was proud that you did too. I checked the audio one. Yeah. And Thor, I'm like, oh, I bet he did. I bet I have to go fix this. And he did. Oh, yeah. No, that was, that was the best too. because it's us talking about the fact that we are, yeah, it's yeah. very meta. I've done them both. <laughs> Showing Dylan pictures of her dick See, like, it's bionicle. I don't think these See, memes but that's, that's are a really, That's a really lazy meme. Yeah. That's a really lazy meme because it's... It's just lazy. It's it's just lazy. That's the problem with the memes you send us. They're not... I don't think they're that high quality of memes. It's funny that they're bionicle, but, like... That's just bionicle. That's the thing. Some memes, like, just by the nature of, like, what it is, like, the quality of the meme doesn't actually matter. It's, like, the source material. Like, actually, when the bionicles memes were first popping up, when I saw them, like, two years ago, I thought they were two hilarious. Two years ago, yeah. Just because You're they were bionicles. You know, but uh, I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> that Connect Four one was lazy, is is what I mean. Yeah, damn. Is this chair gonna survive this cast? Does it feel like it won't? Because I can get another one. No, it should be. Those fun. chairs are garbage, and I need to get new ones. But you guys gotta uh, buy some new ones. But sure. they cost money, so. Yeah. Well, that's why you gotta go shake it. Is that like a at the strip club? <laughs> yeah, and that's what I thought. Like, sh yeah, because they've hired me at the strip club for sure. You wanna finish your conversation with Jessica? Whoa! Wow! For those yeah. sneak peek, that was a very Jesus. that was a very sassy look, and I think you yeah I think you really betrayed Taylor's trust. It's a sad. We're on the I'm same team, damn it! You told me you're talking to Jessica. <clears throat> I I have a big gripe against people who are phone peekers. And why do you not have me on your back on your phone instead of your girlfriend? Wow. Well, you never send me pictures of you anymore. Okay. Anymore. <laughs> or the ones he does actually have clothes on. Oh, you're gonna get that. some pictures on in the next few weeks. <laughs> 